Welcome to Lack of Focus, an X-Wing Miniatures Game podcast, brought to you by Dice 8 Productions. Hello everybody and welcome once again to another episode of Lack of Focus, episode 57, 57 varieties of hyperspace. I am your host Ed Horn and alongside me tonight, my partner in crime and gaming, one Mr. Chad Brown. Chad, how's it going my friend? Hey everybody. And of course our producer extraordinaire, one Mr. Chris Sheriff. Chris, how's it going my friend? Good, thanks Ed. Unfortunately, Sean will not be joining us tonight. I think he's trapped somewhere where I was today, which is in server hell, and he's uh, unfortunately going to be stuck working and will not be able to join us. And we also kind of adjusted the recording schedule because points came out today and we wanted to talk about it. So uh, unfortunately, we will have to wish uh, Sean very very good uh, good work tonight. So hopefully things work out for him. So anyway, of course, points are out. Finally, finally, we've gone through all of the delay that may have potentially been caused by certain public health crisis that's going out there, and the FFG did pause, but they finally released them with some interesting changes, and we're going to go over all of those. But let's kind of get into what we've been doing the last almost two weeks. I can't actually say it was two weeks, as it actually hasn't been. Chad, what have you been up to lately? Uh, they're doing a lot of painting. Um, I've also been watching Gotham. Uh, I'm about into season really four good. of that. Oh, really okay, it's, good. A, it's a really good cop show. It's a Batman show. I thought nothing could be worse to Batman and Batman characters than George Clooney and Halle Berry. I was wrong. <laughs> I don't. All right, for all right, I don't think you're. If you go into it, this uh, okay. This is sort of like the prequels for Star Wars. If you go into it thinking like you're going to see Batman, you're wrong. You're not going to see Batman during Gotham. What you are going to see, though, is how the characters develop and how some of the origins, at least in this particular universe of the DC, um, how some of those characters come about, which I thought was really good. You have two really good – well, three, actually, really good actors in that um, – oh, God, there's so many of them. Now that I'm thinking about it. But there's some really good acting in there. The stories are really cool. I, I personally really enjoyed Gotham all the way to the end. Like I said, as like a cop kind of show and all that, it's actually a really good show and everything. You just have to like – imagine it has nothing to do with the Batman that everybody on the planet knows because there's so much stuff on that show that is wrong. It's like, so like you said, like the prequels, this would be like if Anakin Skywalker went to school with Wedge and Tilly's. No, that's not Star Wars, but they're Star Wars characters, and that's what they would have done, and that's how Gotham runs. It's but like DC, though. Like, DC has so many multiverses. I don't know how you can attach, how you can stick with that, though. Like I, I, agree, I know, but this is I like agree the with crazy you. universe. I I agree. In the traditional Batman history, it's probably not accurate. I agree. And then I very far from it. There's it only ran for five seasons, right? The f- fifth season yes. was the final season. Okay, so I don't want to spoil the fifth season for you. But something Good. happens at the end. I would hunt you that, down. <laughs> I, I'm not going to spoil it. But something happens at the end that, like, I, it's the only thing that I had a distaste for was the last episode. And so, I'll, so like, I, I'll, I get that. Um, they created a new character for the show, and that Fish Mooney. I, I was like, okay, she's cool. I like what they're doing with her. Um, the so changes. Awesome. I, I love her. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Was the she girl a new character, you don't. Huh. Was she a new character, or was she just a character that like faded into the background in Penguin's history? Uh, I don't remember Penguin being anybody's bitch. <laughs> All right, fair. So I think fair this was play, a character they created for the show. The girl that they got to play, Selena Kyle. Holy crap, she looks like a young Michelle Pfeiffer. Doesn't she though? 
No. Yeah, the whole st- the whole cast of that show was really good. Really good. I mean, I'm watching it. I mean, like, okay, the guy playing Alfred's not bad. The guy playing Bruce ain't bad. Uh, Gordon is not that, bad. But... but the fact that they made Bullock older than Gordon, I thought Bullock was younger than Gordon. You know, that's one yeah. of those things where I'm like, that's not making a whole lot of sense yeah. there. And, and the whole thing of, like, what they did with, like, Loeb and, you know, how he's acting in the show. It's like, that's not quite what I remember from different movies and stuff. And I'm just, like I said, it's DC as, though, as, like, yeah. I know, but like, it's like... I, it, every I hmm. hate doing it because, like, the, I was super ticked off whenever Justice League came out and they didn't have the actor from the CW show from The Flash play The Flash in the movie. But what did they do? They corrected, quote-unquote, my misgivings on that one and said, oh, we're just going to have those two actors meet on the CW TV show because we have Infinite Earths and it's just another version of The Flash. That That's the one that showed up in the Justice League movie. I think... It- <laughs> so D- Okay, so DC is obviously doing it different than Marvel. Marvel has some great writers. They all sit down, they get together, they go, here's what we're doing, we're going to plan this all out and this works across the whole board. DC's like, we're going to hire a bunch of different people and then we're just going to let them do whatever the hell they want. And we'll just just explain it off multiverse. Dude, keeping in mind, do you know who my favorite all-time, all-time favorite comic book character is? Comic book character? All-time favorite comic book character. Mm, You know. I couldn't guess that one. Soup. Superman's been my Superman's been my boy since I was a kid, man. I grew up on the um, Christopher Reeves star, uh, Superman movies. Superman one, Superman two were like I played those over and over and again. That was my vision of what Superman is, and I get stuck with the. This you is the reason why I, loser. I was yeah, going to let you two guys just talk. <laughs> fucking Superman is my favorite fucking character. Are you yeah. fucking I love the overpowered me? guy? <laughs> But as a kid, oh. like Superman was the oh. was the shit, man. Like, so if you ignore, oh, you're the kind of person who asks your kids if they want to play Candyland and stack for deck in your favor. <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> not. Well, Candyland's my favorite game when I'm dealing. <laughs> Long he plays rock sure. paper scissors with his kids and pulls a gun on them. <laughs> I got maybe maybe. Um, but that's why oh, I like the Brandon. Oh, that's oh, why I like yeah, the, 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 the dilemma's really there in Superman. Oh, wow. what 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 is we going to do to stop this bank robber? Oh, well, he's just so much better than everyone else. He'll choose to not do all the things he could do to stop it, so that more people are needlessly put at risk, just so that he can have his fucking moral superiority complex, <laughs> whilst not being in any danger ever. That's and if pretty- a situation arises where he can't solve something, they give him a new power to do it. Did you know that Superman has super intelligence? I did. Did you know that Superman has super reading abilities? He was super everything. That's the hey, reason he, why we're, we're Superman like super reads. Right. Oh, I, I don't know much about this. Boy, I'm gonna. Yeah. He can flick through a book quicker because of his super speed, and his eyes process <laughs> that information quicker than a normal human. That's a canon ability that Superman has. Because uh, of course it is. Why fucking wouldn't it be? <laughs> Being able to be faster than a speeding bullet and fucking jump tall buildings. Why would you even jump a tall building in a single bar? You can fly, motherfucker. It's not high jump if you're in a plane. Okay, so the reason for that was the original incarnation. The original Superman couldn't fly. The reason for that is because DC are fucking dull and can't make a decent hero with any character that 
can compete. It's fucking ridiculous. Superman is bullshit and should never <laughs> exist. The only time he's ever an interesting character is when there's some moral quandary, which we can never actually keep going because then it destroys what Superman stands for, which is we need someone who's Captain America only better. And they're that fucking stupid. They have to make him an alien. The all-American hero isn't even from this fucking planet. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Tell me how you honestly feel. I'm telling you from when I was a kid, okay? I I get as an adult things changed as far as my views, and I personally feel that DC has fucked up that character for a really long time. The closest I think that they got was when Brandon Roth did the role, and I get that not everyone liked the movie Superman Returns. And I get that Kevin Spacey's a horrible person, but I liked him in the role of Lex Luthor and I liked the movie. I stand by that. I get that it's an awful movie. Most people don't enjoy it. So, I if, like you, if you want to read an interesting Superman story, read the Injustice books, the comic. And I did. Uh, and the those were really yeah. good. And those that, were really do you know good. why? Because Superman's a villain. Yeah. Superman as a villain is a really interesting character. Unfortunately, Superman's not a villain. He's a Boy Scout who's like not a pedophile. So, like, fuck knows what's going on there. It's like, it can't even be a Boy Scout leader properly. I don't know. <laughs> My they point have never is... done Lex Luthor properly. I don't know. You read the Did comic you... books. Lex Luthor is a 12th level intellect. There's only like three people out there smarter than him. And what do they have him well, doing in like, one of movies them and stuff? Oh, he's a bank robber. Yeah, one of them Superman, yeah. though. One of them oh. Superman because of his super intelligence, Chad. Come on. I was going to say, one of them's so Brainiac. All... All of those people on fucking Krypton with all of the super intelligence couldn't realize that the planet was going to fucking blow up. How good is that for super intelligence? (laughs) Yeah, it was his dad. Where do you think he got the intelligence from? Kal-El, my fucking ass. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me how you really feel. Like, no, I feel like, like you're if like you want to pick a DC character, there's only one. <laughs> there's only one character worse than Superman in the DC universe, and that's Aquaman. Right. <laughs> and even if Jason Momoa can't save him, no, don't get me wrong. So, Aquaman's a good film in the same way that Pacific Rim's a good film. We have the same analogy. <laughs> I, I will always use Pacific Rim as a guilty pleasure. It does everything it sets out to do. You see this giant robot, it fights his... Jason Momoa gets to be Aquaman flying around like underwater, so swimming, I suppose, around underwater, kicking people's ass and looking good doing it. You know, what, what's how bad can it be? But... They turned him into a bro. I, I, I don't even have anything against Superman in the movies. I just don't know how you can think that he is your favorite character. Because your statement, yes, no, no, your statement wasn't, I used to really like Superman as a kid, but as I've grown up, I realized how fucking ridiculous he is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so who's your favorite DC character now, Ed? He's gonna, let's see, we're bullied him into picking a real person's answer. No, it's bad. And I'm not going to lie. Like, genuinely, as an adult, when Christopher Nolan took hold of the character and did Batman's Begins, I didn't think, first of all, it's always going to be Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, Timothy, you know, you know, Tim Burton, that really sold it for me. And like that, I was in my, oh God, Chad, how old were we in our late teens when that movie came out? 89? That was mid 80s. Yeah, like mid to late 80s. So, and no, you're talking like, early like teens you're 
You were born yeah, in 78. Okay. You're talking like Sorry. 10, 11 at most. Okay, my point being... Uh, I was like seven, of... so plus five on that. <laughs> <laughs> my point being is like my... If I were to pick my modern one, it would be Batman. And I personally felt like Christopher Nolan's first two movies, I don't know so much about the third, even though it was filmed to her in Pittsburgh and had the Steelers in it and Heinz Field and all of that fun stuff because Legendary Pictures was part of the production of that one. Um, that it, it, I could watch Dark Knight any day of the week and be perfectly happy. And this is not um, posthumously thinking that Keith Ledger was the greatest actor ever. I don't. I never like the only other movie ever he was ever in that I actually enjoyed was a Knight's Tale. Back Mountain. <laughs> no, never seen it. You know, it's funny that you talk about. My wife and I were talking about like this list of movies, like these movies you have to see at least once in your life, kind of thing. And that's on a list somewhere. And we're, like we never saw that. I've never seen the movie. I almost watched um, the Darkest Hour, Gary Oldman playing uh, Winston Churchill. We almost watched that the other night, Ooh. and I was like, oh, it's a bit a bit too heavy. Uh, so instead, we decided to watch um, Zodiac from like um, early 2000s, because that's a bit of a star-studded cast, and then realised um, it was... John Lake Wazama's in that one? Oh, everyone's in it, like, literally just everyone. Right, um, even as even Luigi may like to. <laughs> um, but yeah, right, we watched that, and that was like three hours as well. So we, mistakes were made, but yeah. Yep. My point anyway. being, anyway, I don't know how we got on the so how, much, how, how much you love, uh, Chad was talking about watching Gotham. Gotham, you definitely. Were, was you were like, everything yeah. about anything to do with DC is only cool because Superman. I'm going to use my not, heat vision now. Oh, I did not oh say that. you're did going I say to shoot his bullets at me so they bounce off my chest and into the crowd when I could have used my heat vision to melt the gun in your hand. But I chose Ooh. to endanger people so that I could save them. <laughs> yes, yes. I started what talking about Gotham, you and Superman. Oh. <laughs> hey. Gotham's a good show. The only problem I have is the the final scene in the final episode, which I don't want to spoil for you, but when you get to it, we can talk. Did you know that I can blow so hard that it becomes cold as the air leaves my body at its normal temperature? Because that's how Kryptonian <laughs> physics work. <laughs> because somehow speed equals cold to the ring. No, 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 friction. Yeah. Use that super intellect to figure out what friction is, motherfucker. I know, I know. I'm not disagreeing. Oh, it's okay, Lewis. I shall catch you. My arms are as strong as steel, so it is the equivalent of you landing on two steel bars. <laughs> I think Chris that, that has never some sat deep right with me. Him catching Why can't he just blow He's... them up and just like whatever? Anyway, I mean, let's be honest. He probably them. did. Uh, he probably did catch Lewis. She split in half. So then what he did was fly faster than the rotation of the Earth to travel <laughs> back in time. <laughs> Not only do I have every power imaginable, if I fuck up, I'll take a do-over. <laughs> there are no stakes to any of my novels. Rest of Reeves. I love those movies. <laughs> I don't care. And Terrence Stamp with an amazing General Zod. Michael Shanahan, I like him. He's a good actor. He was not General Zod to me. Sorry, it's always going to be Terrence Stamp. <laughs> the only interesting thing Superman has ever done is snap Zod's neck. And I had a major problem with it when he did it. 
because it's not Superman. Oh. I know, yeah. oh, I know, oh, I know. No. I He's, my, my hero is displaying human-like emotion. <laughs> I get it, I get it, I get it, I get Batman it. Batman <laughs> also cannot use guns. God, yeah. I hate people. <laughs> Anyway, so that's Chad's fight deck. <laughs> I'm sure you have more. Go ahead, please. Sorry, we just wanted a 20-minute diatribe on DC Comics. Welcome to the X-Wing show uh, called Lack of Focus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've just been painting and watching uh, Netflix and working recently. I mean, that's all I've really been doing. Did you break out there wasn't really anything up. What's that? Did you break up any of your break out any of your chaos space marine stuff? Not yet. I've been uh, trying yet. to get some other stuff finished up first. Yeah, I got uh, some different paints and all that, and I've just been trying to get up. Like, I'll have like four or five things sitting on my table in front of me here, and I've just been trying to get those uh, taken care of before I started on anything else. Yeah, I've got two things sitting in front of me too. They're t- uh, Necro- the two Necron vehicles, the Doomsday Ark and the Triox Stalker. I had and I've been doing repairs. That's been like, that's been my two weeks. So when I made the decision to shift over that Necrons are going to be the army that I'm going to be playing in ninth edition, break everything out. And you're like, Ooh, this guy's got an arm broken off. I had one of my destroyers that was like in four different pieces that I had to repair. I found my Lich Guard and one guy was missing an arm and one guy's missing a head. And I kept thinking to myself, Chris is like, Oh, just get rid of the bitch. You'd ne- you'd never need them. Ha. I found uses for my Necron bits because I was able to get a new arm and a new head and everything fit in for all the. So, sorry for assuming that you would look after your models. Correct. <laughs> you got me. If you trash your old models, you should probably keep all of the bits to repair the models that you trashed. Well, so Chris, Chris, hang on. it, Chris, you know what he should do? He should call up Superman, who's got model repairing powers. <laughs> super Mario, that's super yeah. model repairing powers. Uh, who do you think invented Gorilla Glue, otherwise known as Super Glue? <laughs> 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 but yeah so uh if that's all on your side like that's genuinely been mine um i've been getting prepared for nights i don't have the stuff standing in front of me because i keep it upstairs because i've been reading it but i've going went out and got my local game store was kind enough and i do apologize chat i didn't know you're working that day otherwise i would have stopped up um but i stopped by my local either. game store i know i should have i don't know what i was thinking i apologize um because i went to walmart directly after that to pick up our groceries um mm-hmm. picked up the didn't new even book, which i got well, because I was outside. You have to keep in mind, like, I am a hermit now. Like, not, more so than I was before. Oh, now. Make sure, now. Yeah. <laughs> now. Now. More so than I was before because, obviously, the current health crisis that's going on. So we don't go outside unless we are required to <laughs> to do yeah, so. super hiding um, powers. <laughs> super hiding. He's the best hiding secret. He'll go back in time before you started counting. <laughs> But yeah, so I picked up the 40k rulebook, picked up a uh, chapter approved, started going through reading points, uh, built two lists that I want to get a, give a try on Tabletop Simulator, downloaded all the stuff on Tabletop Simulator. I was hoping to maybe, since we're recording this on a Tuesday, not a Thursday, to see if I can try to pull together a game or two, maybe the, the next couple of days during the week, um, to get a couple, at least try a thousand point games and get them going. Um, and then I've been building. Uh, I had, for whatever reason, my Ghost Arc was missing arms, and I'm like, I, don't ever remember what happened to those. The guy that's the pilot on there has got these two arms. Can't find them. No more in the kit. I mean, and this was like literally a box that was in the cellophane when I pulled it off the shelf. So where they went, I don't know. I remember like I reached out to Chris and I was like, are these House Games Workshops um, customer service? And oh, I yeah, you talked home. about this last time. 
I did. Mm. I debated calling. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I've got a bunch of Necron bits. I'm just going to see if I can come up with some arms. And lo and behold, I go through all of my bits. I'm like, okay, here's a left arm. Here's a right arm. They're skeleton robot arms. It doesn't matter. They, it'll, it'll be fine. And I put those on. Um, fix my Lich Guard. I need to, I prime those. I've got the Trox Stalker primed. I've got the Ghost Arc primed. I've got it in two pieces. Um, because the gun's got all these cool fiddly bits and I don't think it'd be really easy to paint it over the ribs that are on the thing. So I'm just going to paint those into, I'm going to do something that Chad does, which is paint his models before he assembles them. I've got one half assembled, the other half assembled, and then I'll glue it together when I'm done. Um, and then for the, that, that's pretty much about it for the, the list that I wanted a thousand points and 2000 points coming out. Those are the, those are the models I need to have painted. I, I'll be able to, Play my first game on the table fully painted, which will be, which is, uh, for me, an, a goddamn accomplishment to say the least. It's uh, what, are you doing with, what are you doing with Space Marines? Uh, they're still here. There's, uh, they're, yeah. they're still sitting here. Um, I should probably pull those off and see. So now I'm getting a little concerned. Yeah. Um, so, all right, let's try to go full, full circle on this one. So I thought that the, of all the armies that I had, my Necrons were probably the best t- uh, taken care of. I, Chad had, uh, several years ago had, collected a whole bunch of the soft foam and made all of these trays for me. So all of my models were nice and tight and packed away um, and protected. But for whatever reason, I guess over the course of a couple of moves, arms and bits got knocked off and, and I had to go and find stuff and repair stuff. So now I want to go back to all of my other armies. My Tyranids seemed to be good. I didn't seem to, I didn't find any broken models there, but now I should probably go back and check my Marines and see how those are doing. Um, but I was telling Chad, um, what I'm thinking about doing is like revamping my entire army storage system. I have to admit, I am dirt cheap, dirt cheap when it comes to army storage. I should, and I know I should go out and get battle foam or care multi case you know, and put the money into those. I just, I, it, it breaks so, my Get display cabinets and put your models in them and then buy one case. Well, and so that's what I'm getting at, though. So, like, one of the things you can do, though, is, like, one of the things that I really like are the magnetized cases. Because even in soft foam, even in the the best of soft foams, models still get shifted around in there. Whereas if you get, like, the magnetized trays and you have strong enough allodinium mount or the um, the, the rare earth magnets, yeah. um, they don't go anywhere. Like, you can hold the damn thing upside down, shake it around. They ain't going anywhere. So I'm thinking about just building a whole bunch of magnetized cases and just putting them in there and just magnetizing them. Yeah. They, uh, they you... broke because of moving, not because of usage. Correct, correct. He is correct there. Because that yeah. doesn't use his models. So if you don't want the Space Marine characters out of your uh, Indominus box, I, I would like to paint some of those characters. I did not get an Indominus box set because they were sold out. So oh, did you know? Yeah, games are all... So, yeah. all right, so I'm legitimately debating if I... So here's the deal. I'm uh, so I, I had one. So, because I'm lazy... Um, the guy I'm painting um, the Space Marine half for um, asked me to order his for him because I'm going to be painting it. So there's no point him getting it and then shipping it to me. So I was like, yeah, no worries. I just added both orders under my name. But then because Games Workshop ended up allocating people, we decided that everyone can only have one. And I'm like, oh, well, I put both of my orders under my name, even though only one of them was for me. So, um, Okay. So then I only got one, but then somebody cancelled. So we had an extra one in the store. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to buy it. So I bought it. I got it, brought it home. And I was like, so I'm going to be painting one as a commission. Um, I only really want to paint the Space Marine characters and have the rule book. 
I'm not going to be painting them anytime soon because I've got this commission to do and then this is a battle to do. So I'm like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. be anywhere near getting to them soon. So I took it back to the store and let someone else have it. So I had to phone through all the list of people who didn't get one to see if anyone still wanted it. Well, so it sounds I, like Games Workshop's only doing one reorder for that and then they're gone. Yeah, I think we're getting extra for the store. But uh, if I don't <laughs> get one, it's sad times. So I'm sure I'll get the characters I want because the used ones will come well, through. And, but... yeah, and what they'll do, they'll sell those characters. So, like, they announced... Oh, the, like the... the only way to get half of the uh, Plague Marine scoops and from Dark Imperium is in that box. You can't buy them separately still. The characters? Yeah. Really? Yep. Hmm. The Overlord in it looks badass. Yeah. All right, maybe I'll have to put some thought into it. Cause, um, so so like, you, like... you can order... I think you can still order one to be made on demand for November-December time. Yeah, until uh, the end of the month. Yeah, so that might be worth mm. it if you like those sculpts because there's no guarantee they come out again. Yeah, that's a fair thought. Like, they're selling... Like, you can buy half the box. Like, the only thing that genuinely interests me is the Necron side of it, to be honest. But it begs the question of that conundrum of, I have 40 painted Necron warriors that used to have green rods, might have blue rods. Um, if I introduce new warriors in there that don't have the rods anymore, what, do I cut those out and put rods in them? Like, I know that... No, ne- like, they ne- don't have any rods, so all you do is you paint... Like, you spray them... You paint a white line in them, and then you find the blue contrast paint that matches the color, and you paint the blue contrast paint in, and you have glowy blue rods in one easy step. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, it's almost like it's my fucking job. Almost like it's your job. <laughs> That's like, I'll have to debate that because, like, so for example, I have <clears throat> excuse me, glowing rods in my monolith that I've not put in because I didn't have the blue rods for that. My one of my destroyers, uh, all the rods fell out, and those blue ones are hard to find now. Like I know you can go to some, there's some company that prints those for like they're they have another use for them, but I don't know if I want to go down that route. <laughs> Maybe I'll oh, go uh, if you're not going to get a blue crystal from Monolith as well, there's no point, really. <laughs> well, didn't you paint one of the crystals blue? Yeah, it's awful, and I hate. So that's the other thing that yeah. I'm noticing. So like, I pulled one of my um, annihilation barges out so I could compare because it's been so long since I painted that Necron army that I genuinely don't remember what I did on my old vehicles, and I want the two to match. And I'm looking at Next the paint job, and I'm looking at the paint job that I did back then. And I'm looking at what I know I can do now, even though I'm rusty and I've painted models here. And I'm like, oh, man, this turned out you know, good for me. And I look at those and I look at these and I'm like, I'm going to strip this whole fucking army, aren't I? Like, I'm going to strip the whole army and repaint it is what's going to eventually happen. Because I'm going to have these really cool, good, well-painted ones that I do now on the same table of the shitty ones. Because it was the first army I ever painted back in what? Mid-2000s, early 2000s? Um, side by side on the same table and go... Well, that one clearly looks like shit, but these ones look good. And I don't know that I can, like, that's going to bother me. So I think once I get everything fully painted, I'm going to take one squad, strip it, repaint it. One squad, strip it, repaint. I think that's going to be the route that I get on. Like, even the even the Warriors, because what I did back in those days is I dry brushed. Prime black, dry brush the silver, highlight, and you're done. And then when you look at, I spray painted, you know, base coated or the prime silver, washed black, highlight, it looks so much better. It's just that little extra steps, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna have to change all of my models and repaint them. And then I look at my like, ugh. my point being is, so I'm sitting at the comparisons, going, "Well, I'm not painting it like that. 
like I'm going to paint it better than that. And then I'm going to have vehicles that look like this and the vehicles look like this. And look, now, I'm, now I'm just in a gamer's quandary. Like, what do I do? I'm going to have to strip every model that I own. So talking about repainting, Logan was telling me something about he was telling Gabe about he can repaint some stuff. Yep. So there are three golf rockers. I don't know we if found Gabe's those. found those yet. Oh, yes, we found those. You didn't repaint those, did you? We didn't touch those. Okay, because I painted those up and gave them to Logan for like a present for like his birthday or Christmas the one year. Yeah, no, the ones that were I redoing, actually painted those. The <laughs> ones that we're redoing right now are the ones that Gabe painted from the old Assault on Black Reach set years and years and years ago. Like whenever he was like 10 and 11 and painted them, and he looks at them now and goes, oh, wow, these are like shit. Because I showed him, you know, here's a good way to get them, quote unquote, tabletop standard, the, the old, you know, base coat wash um, highlight steps, and they look good. And he looks at the stuff he did before and is like, eh. and he got a whole bunch of stuff from um, a mutual friend of ours. I don't want to name her, but may have dated a guy that we never really cared for. Um, my yeah, wife I know who you're talking about. Yeah, well, she was selling a whole bunch of orc stuff um, on Facebook. And of course, I messenger um, and we got a whole, whole bunch of like the old school medic metal killer cans. Um, and Gabe's like, oh, God, I can't wait to paint these. <laughs> but we have to strip. Yeah, them Logan down. only had one of those. Yeah, Logan had one metal one. We picked up five new ones, plus he's got three more that he's got um, primed and getting ready to go. Um, he also so had one have, of the old school trucks. Uh, he saw that. And he has that. Um, but she, he's getting a bunch of um, that Defcopter scope. That from and you remember that one from the Assault on Black Reach set? Apparently, they never yeah. ever reprinted that. Like the no, current and that's Def- not what the original ones looked like either. No, and the like the original Defcopters looked weird and the metal yeah. and terrible yeah and the current mm. ones are kind of terrible too but like those ones from the assault on black reach set are awesome so he's got like i don't know 60 boys he's got to paint uh he's got ludas he's got built that he's uh not primed yet but he's got i'm debating i'm debating having him prime those green instead of um black like he's doing but we'll yeah. see we'll see but my point being like so like hobby wise we've been doing an awful lot it's just been gw model stuff if there's anything that you can't find, let me know. Like, I think I might have a flight stand or two from the DACA jets. Okay. I don't know I'll if those know. are from that or not. But if there's, like, any, like, bits or any pieces he's missing, just let me know, and I'll take a look here and see if they're still here. No, I don't think we're, I don't think we're, I don't think we're missing anything. The only thing I think that um, he's missing is, like, some of the Blackreach orcs are missing arms or heads. But I think the reason for that was that you got like leftover bits and kind of like, oh, we'll make this an orc, but it's not really a full orc. Like I sort of semi-remember that happening, but the boys' um, kits that he gets have extra heads and extra arms, and we just filled those in with... Okay, because I was going to say, I think there might be some sitting around here. I'm not sure. <laughs> if orcs just fall out of everywhere. Pretty much. Well, they do. <laughs> yeah, so that's been my hobby. It's been reading rules, rereading rules, rereading rules. I'm on my third read-through in the rulebook again. Um, shoot, and I'll have to men- I'll mention this in a, a video that I've got coming up on my channel at some point in time. The I highly recommend the chapter approved because basically it has every single rule that you need in it. Everything from missions to the actual rules. The, it's only missing one minor piece to the rules. I was really impressed with that book. GW did a really good job. It actually came spiral bound, which was impressive. The only thing I don't like about it is because they vacuum sealed the stuff. It bent the damn corner on the book, and I won't, and I'm I'm really very kind to my books. Like, none of my books are, like, beat to hell and back, and it's bent, and I'm not... It's gonna go in the garbage in, like, six months anyway when they print another one. Somebody else said the same thing to me, and I was like, yeah, I know, I get it, but, like, nah. 
in the meantime, books are in good condition because he never takes them to tournaments or does anything with them. No, and they treat them well. And then there's that too. <laughs> that having been said, oh God, do I cannot wait until this whole COVID-19 thing is over because I'm desperate to get on a table and roll some dice. Chris, what have you been doing in your hobby lately? Um, I played some Arkham Horror LCG and some Cthulhu Death May Die. And yeah, that's about it. I think I finished painting some test models for this commission. So I painted three Blood Angels, and that's it. Not a very busy week. Uh, perhaps some D&D. Not as much as I wanted to. Um, prepped for a podcast and points came out. Turned out, no. that, turned out that didn't, be a, didn't turn out to be a bad, so bad. Oh, it's fine. Always trying to uh, you- f- figure out what to do, you know, when when these elves just don't have backgrounds because they're magical and just appear in the world and uh, disappear and, you know. I, I have something started. You did say something that I need to actually take advantage of. Like, we could just hop on Discord one night and just talk it out. And I think that's probably yeah. going to be the easiest way for me. Yeah. So it, we're so only you, on we're only on like session eleven or something. It's fine. Yeah, that's all. That's all. I was gonna say, did you post up the latest video? Because I went to watch it before Monday night to see what I missed, and I didn't see. Uh, it's on that now. Video. I, every, uh, I was so what I was doing while we were waiting to jump on here was um, checking because some people messaged me that apparently some of the D and D episodes didn't get posted to everywhere. So I was going through and rechecking all of that. So. Um, They should all be in the playlist on YouTube, and they should all be on Patreon, Podbean, and the Dice Hey SoundCloud. Nice. Fun times. Yeah. Yeah, super producing powers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super. Thanks for asking. (laughs) (laughs) We are not letting that go all night, are we? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Who else's childhood superhero wasn't Superman? Come on. Batman? Truth, justice in the American way? Like, nobody? Just me? I'm the only one. Yeah. Truth, justice in the American way? Good job he didn't fucking turn up now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he might get stopped at the border and put in a cage. <laughs> Truth, anyway. justice, and the American way. Aliens coming to save the people. Not welcome here. <laughs> Not welcome here. Get out of here, alien. Taking our jobs. That's it. Some... Some good American Kryptonian could have had that job, which he does for free, by the way. Doesn't get paid for being Superman. So the other thing about Superman, Ed, right? So (laughs) I'm trying desperately to get over this subject. (laughs) So, we'll we'll pick some, pick a superhero, Chad. Any superhero, Marvel or DC, just pick one. Any, anyone's good. Uh, I've been mentioning Batman several times, so we'll say Batman. Batman superhero. Not really a superhero, it's just a guy, a bit, a bit rich. But oh, Batman's true. the alter ego of Bruce Wayne. You know, Bruce Wayne, normal guy, doesn't really go around doing mm-hmm. much. And then he aspires to be to, to be a symbol to protect Gotham and, you know, put the fear into the villain so crime stops, has a moral code, all of that stuff. Right. Superman? So Kal-El is the real person. His alter ego right. is Clark Kent. Who's a snivelly, whiny little shit, and that's what Kal-El looks at when he thinks like, "God, I need to blend in here." That's what he thinks of when he thinks of the human race. That's what Kal-El aspires to frame the human race as: all weak, conniving, snivelly little All right. shits. All right, I've got. I, I will. 
I will challenge that. I think the reason why he chose that particular alter ego was so that he didn't stand out. He didn't want to draw attention to himself. Yeah, yeah so just could, just Mr. Mr. Joe Average, you know, a bit, bit of a loser. Just like yeah. all humans, you know. Yeah, he wanted to... Not, not conceited at all. It's okay. The worst part? I'm Clark Kent. I'm Superman! I, Clark Kent, I'm not Superman! Just, <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with that. The logic in that makes no sense to me. I agree. <laughs> There's oh, only one person out but, there who had a worse secret identity, and that was He-Man. <laughs> He-Man just took his clothes off. He was like, I'm He-Man. <laughs> he got a tan? Oh, again... See, you got a alter- <laughs> well, well, at least He Man is the like, alter ego, though. Like, yeah, Shira's no better. <laughs> yeah, we're all anyway. the same. <laughs> so, we, we've been going for like 30 minutes. We should probably start the show soon. <laughs> yeah, we should probably. <laughs> yeah, this is. Oh, we're doing a show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We're supposed to be talking about X Wing. Like, normally, I mean, we're normally on lack of focus here, but holy cow. <laughs> all right, so Chris. FFG finally has broken their silence on point changes, and you directed me to this lovely, beautiful Excel spreadsheet that someone put together, which I remarkably said that someone had did something very similar to this whenever ninth edition points came out in comparisons for what changed and how they changed. So this must be the format of internet nerds everywhere. Was it Superman who did it? It's a super document, so it could be. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, so I thought we should probably touch on the actual article first, and then it had Max Brooks come in and give some reasoning and stuff like that, and some examples of what changed and why. But just like hit those bullet points. So uh, I think the first thing that jumped out to me was um, obviously they're not removing anything from hyperspace, so we effectively mm-hmm. get a double sized hyperspace moving forwards. Oh, I, I'm still. Is- <laughs> Is there any point? Qua- I still have my quandaries on hyperspace. Like it, once I've accepted the fact that extended is X-wing, hyperspace doesn't mean jack to me. What's not what I wanted to be, and admittedly, that's still me being old and crotchy. This is what my and I, I will understand that. To the, I get it. What I wanted hyperspace to be is not what it is, and it's never going to be fine. Why do I care? Like if I'm going to be going in competitive events and everything in competitive events, like I get that there are quote unquote hyperspace competitive events and there are roads and paths to worlds to go through hyperspace. But when you get to worlds, it's extended. <laughs> Do you know no. what I mean? Like, I'm so, uh, so not luckily, bitter at all. <laughs> not luckily, bitter at all. Uh, I have a, a random show idea kind of bubbling. So I don't want to go too much on that anyway, but Right, we can have a have a chat about that maybe next time. Sure. I'll go a bit deeper into that. <laughs> I think I, I, you can get me on that one, and I'll be there for an hour <laughs> about what I wanted hyperspace to be. But it is interesting. I mean, I get it. They're doing this, you know, this sort of rotating format. This goes in, this goes out. Um, it's just frustrating for me that ultimately, in the end, extended is all that really matters as far as competitive is concerned. Um, if you're not talking competitive, you're just talking on the kitchen table, play whatever you want. It doesn't matter. But it's the only point in time that these actually, co- the, the, the differences between hyperspace and extended come into play at all in any way, shape, or form is when you're playing competitive events and what rules you're following for that. Mm. And again, all cool. Um, I'm going to go to this event and it's hyperspace and the meta is different there. I still struggle with the, the meta that I played into that I won my way into worlds with is different. Not even the meta. That's probably never been the right word. 
the game, the environment, it's a completely different environment uh, that I played to get into Worlds is not the one that I'm going to be playing when I get to Worlds. Um, but, ah, alas, it is what it is. Yep. Um, so then if you look at the summary of this document, I suppose I'll post a link to it in the show notes. Um, I think it says it's by a guy called Paul Fuller, because I know you are asking earlier. Thanks, Paul. Good job. Um, just going to steal all of your work so I get to sound smart on a podcast who no one really listens <laughs> to anyway. But, you know, that, that's ego for you. What are you going to do? But um, looking across at it, I, the vast majority of stuff is uh, points decreases. So. Mm-hmm. Which is fascinating. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty happy. I, obviously, you've got to go into a faction to really get a feel for it, but uh, Separatists got like 10 points increases and 7 decreases, so they went up more than down, but a lot of that is shuffling of points rather than like, because I think Nantexes came down, but Ensnare went up, um, like the Vultures went up because of the, the I think um, I was talking to Chris Allen the other day and we were saying about like the win rate for them is something like 65-70% or something like that, something ridiculous. Oh, really? Yeah, vulture swarms have got a really high win percentage at the moment um, when you take the data. And when you consider that in real environments, a 52% win rate is ridiculously high and probably needs fixing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they probably should go up a point, not wrong. <laughs> um, Agreed. It, I just find it interesting that the vast majority of stuff actually got cheaper. All right. Scum had two things go up. Is it? We'll start at Scum because that's a good one. Yeah, Scum. We didn't get a chance to complain about my empire yet, but we'll get there. Oh yeah, we'll come to it. But Scum had two things increasing points: Boba Fett and the Slave One title. It's only really one thing going up, really, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're not taking Slave One on anyone that isn't Boba. And I've been harping on about how good Slave One was back when it was three points i want to say um when it first came out when when marauder was obviously better i was still playing slave one because i was running a really light upgrade list so i had the bid to make sure he got to just dodge people so yeah slave one being five points yeah you got me and that's a (laughs) big jump they jumped at four points yep all right nothing else in the nothing else in the entire faction got up one point and Slave 1 went up an extra four, so five yeah, points more expensive good. overall. Or 91 points for Bubba and Slave 1. Still totally worth it. It just means you end up running Bubba Fett, Fenro, and then when you take your escape craft, it's definitely the autopilot drone now. Right, exactly. Because I had like a 30-point bid, so I'm okay. I, yeah, fine, I'll pay that six. I'll only have a 24-point bid now. Damn. Yeah. Oh, I'm a bad person. <laughs> Look, if it it gives me three rounds of reinforcing on Bubba, okay, it's fine. Yeah, that's fine. So, can I switch over to Empire now? Yeah, we we can hit Empire next. So, <laughs> in in this lovely summary that you provided, I do want to take note. So, how it lists these is the percent. Uh, one of the things I found interesting was the percent of point change. Um, generic upgrades got the highest amount of change, going down two and a half percent on average. Um, for the upgrades, was Separatist right there behind it at 2.47%. The one that changed the least in all of the factions of X-Wing... Uh, yeah. 
So yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna pause. I'm just gonna pause. This is going to be a shit take. Warnings now. A yeah. shit yeah. take. Yeah. Because you're gonna tell people point. this without context. So you tell people you could now have at it, Ed. Complain away, and uh, then we'll see <laughs> if your complaints are valid. I'm just saying what they're one of two. They're either saying one of two things with having changed um, the empire the least is yeah. either a the faction is basically where they want it. So the um, faction that just won worlds. Correct. Okay, that had the least change. Had the least amount of change. Okay. No, just checking. Just checking. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not disagree. First of all, that's the first world since Doug Kenny that Imperials uh, won. They, I just want to point that out. They won worlds, and they had the least change. They still got cheaper overall. They still did. They still did. Wool is Ed. <laughs> I, I for what and I. This is a conspiracy theory that goes back years. Um, that Chad implied that, like, for whatever reason, FFG is just not a fan of Imperials, and they always seem to, like anything cool the Imperials get, <laughs> they have to give to someone else, so that what the Imperials bring to the table is never anything special. And I didn't buy into it at first, but the longer this goes, the more I'm starting to go, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> but yes, okay, I agree so, with So, yeah, I, I, I agree, Ed. I, it... Everyone has those um, force users with that white evade. Everyone has it. Yeah, you you are correct. Yeah, everyone, uh, everyone has. Like, okay, we're, we're going in. We're going deep now, so I can destroy. I, I've already ruined your argument. Now I'm going to fucking destroy you, Alex Luther, and I am Superman. This oh, is an uh, even challenge. <laughs> I don't even know why you turned up. What 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 what? Lex, buddy, buddy, you're already rich. You know, you're clever. But you're not from Krypton. You're never going to be from Krypton. Simmerdine, okay? No matter how much so, you want to be. All right. So do you remember that really popular uh, Major Vinder squad? Where mm -hmm. the, uh, so Vinder got cheaper, and it was already I being used. Yeah. I, I saw that. Yeah. All right. Oh, no, you, your, um, your Inquisitors did go up, though, by they a point. by a point. A single yeah. point. Soon to yeah. fill a point. Yeah, Whisper okay. went up yeah, by yeah. three. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Countdown and Pure Sabak, the actual good strikers, went down. Duchess went up because she was, like, Sweeper, the most OP striker in the game. <laughs> and uh, I'm, not, I'm not arguing That's not that even one. a challenge to say that. I would yeah. still say that Duchess was probably one of the strongest Initiative 5 ships in the game, Whisper yeah. included. Yeah, See, I'm not I, arguing before, that one. Before the fans get on me... One of does not mean the, okay? <laughs> I chose my words carefully. Uh, fifth brother went up a point. Good, because it was fucking broken. I, <laughs> I, I've been begging them to give me fifth brother in hyperspace. And you know what? Uh, what 56 points for Duchess with fifth brother? Yeah, I'm still going to run it. Because it's fucking broken still. Yep, still. Oh, but, yeah. Um, Rex with Wrath got cheaper. He's pretty strong. <laughs> Base chassis still stay the same. Oh, yeah. I I, Almost I, like it's already at that break point. <laughs> I have my hopes and aspirations someday. <laughs> the, like, the day that the, the, uh, the Delta goes down to 66 points is the day that Max has given up on ever balancing X-Wing and just throws <laughs> in the, to the towel. I'm done. He so, did yeah, bring like, on like, every other named character in the TIE Defender, though. 
by two points. Everyone came down. Right. The vast majority of stuff that you, like the only things that went up are the things that should have gone up. Like you could argue that Fifth Brother probably could have gone up a point. Seventh Sister, I, I would pay forty-four points still for Seventh Sister. Grand Inquisitor mm-hmm. still really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Gendon only went up a point. Like I, and then like, okay, so you you pointed out CTFL went up a point. Shall we check how many points Major Von Reg costs? Yeah, it's still a point more after yeah. he came down to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not. I didn't say that it was a strong argument. I'm just saying they didn't change all that much. <laughs> Everyone else went down yeah, by so a large amount. If you take the yeah, last result of, of the big tournament yeah. worlds, where Empire won, and the dominant list was Imperial Aces. Imperial Aces got got curved in a little bit, and everything else was pretty much left untouched. So, like, I I feel like, yeah, not a lot changed, but the stuff that did change deserved it. So, woe is you for having the most balanced faction internally, and yet it still won Worlds. (laughs) Because you got to... Like, these big swings are on stuff that is internally unbalanced. Well, all right, so let's go. All right, you've made your point. I, I understand. I, I know. I, I've made my point and destroyed yours. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> what other? All right. So, do we want to get? Do we any other ones specifically want to highlight? Because I like some of these changes. Like some of the stuff dropped down really low. Yeah. Like so I'm I, looking at. Oh, go on. You you can open this next one. It's fine. Yeah. Because oh, well, I went to first order. Because that was one of the ones that I felt yeah. needed the most help, and I don't uh, know that they got a lot of help. I don't know the help they got is pretty good because um, do, do you know yeah, what having a, 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 the silence are all sign a Janus engineer at 48 points you know the yeah. 48 times 4 is less than 200 yeah, I, I'm aware I'm aware so they did put that at a break point I'm, I'm, and I'm okay with that I, and as uh, Matt I think pointed out in the discord like three of those and you can still fit Von Reg or Hollow mm-hmm. um, yeah I think silences are pretty beefy still. Like that's a lot of hit points behind a lot of agility with shields and the three attack dice. I placed my silencer. I got the big old beefy one from the first run of those. So there's lots of people who want the Chad silences. Well, first world problems. I'll, I'll take my beta silences. It's all right. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm more of a fan of the smaller ones, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, special force is going to come in down I as well. Been, I, the, yes, yes, yes. Yep. So quick draw went up by one because you're gonna run special forces gonna on quick draw. Right. You're never gonna not, if right. we're being honest. Um <laughs> I don't I think this is probably you'll not like this statement, but so Major Von Reg at fifty five points coming down two is probably okay. That just means that CTFL probably should be like 56 points base. I don't I Fell's ability is so much better than Von Reg's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the chassis ability is so much better on the interceptor. Uh, sorry, the uh tie interceptor, not the tie VA interceptor. Not yeah. the tie VA. Yeah. Um having to well, having the flexibility to boost or barrel roll or barrel roll or boost is so much better than Having target lock boost is it? Mm-hmm. I think. I think it's target lock boost, not target lock barrel roll. 
But yeah, Von Reg, his ability is weak, and the ship ability is not as strong, but he gains a shield. Correct. I, I would still take Suntia every day of the week. Mainly Agreed. because of the uh, the other stuff you have in the faction as well, to be able to play those aces. But yeah, I, I think First Order, the strength is still in the uh, the mid-range and the generics. Von Reg, Kylo, and Quickdraw are all still going to be good, but I think they're like complementary pieces to other parts of the game. And uh, let's be honest, uh, Tavson's still broken, so <laughs> just doesn't really matter. Since we're kind of touching on each one, do you want to touch a little on the uh, the Rebel side? Because there was an interesting change in there that I was like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. Dash Rendar, down to 85 points. So a lot of the large base turrets got cheaper. Yep. Exactly where I was going, because yeah. we'll get into some of the resistance stuff here in a second right after that. But dropped six points to 85 points. I'm trying to remember what his original point cost was, because I think he was 100 points when he first came out. I mean, am I wrong? Maybe um, not. Maybe it was a hundred. I think I he know, was hundred uh, points when he first came out. That was before putting the title on him, and now he's down to eighty-five uh, points base. I remember he used to sit around a hundred and fifty-four with stuff you wanted to put on him. Correct. Oh. Right, Luke, Luke Gunner, because I'm bad at the game and don't want to have to use skill to <laughs> point my turret places and um, and title. Oh. Well, my point is, is with the with the title now, it's ninety nine points with the title before Luke Gunner now. And I think what <sighs> it's just showing is that they haven't like. I think they're beginning to acknowledge that large base ships are in trouble. They just die they, too quickly now because no one has but except like, large base ships without a boost, and the ships that do have a boost lost a lot on the dial. So, like, I think this is going to sound weird. It's not that I necessarily think large base ships are in a terrible place. I just think they are a lot different to what to what people used to do with them. Isn't well, what you can do of, with them anymore. And that's kind of what I'm getting at, because really, large base ships, for the most part, were known for their turrets. And the entire turret mechanic changed when 2nd Edition came out, and I don't think that those ships ever recovered from that. So an interesting thing that I... Well, was I, I wasn't in the conversation as much. I was just like checking my phone and back and forth. But we're having this conversation um, a while ago, and it was looking at the gunners and an agile gunner. And like, yeah, I think I think we've not got there, but I think they've made it cheaper. But it was almost like the res, result of conversation was like maybe agile gunner should just be a chassis ability for large base ships at the end of the turn to right take a stress to rotate your turret, like not take the action so you can do it when you're already stressed or whatever. Because I think the lack of um, rotate linked actions just means that you can't really run these ships and get the economy that you're looking for for a points investment. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't so know. You, I, you I'm not saying that this little, is enough. But. Well, you bump into that little problem, though. So, like, I love the idea. The problem that you bump into, of course, is half the... And we talked about this when second edition first came out. One of the things they did that was brilliant was removed a lot of the upgrade slots so that they had the ability to mix and match. They removed the points costs off of the printed card so they can change it and not have to go through LFL to go through all of those changes. So those baked-in chassis abilities, though, are printed on the card. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, This was a Dreamlands 
like um, third edition kind of discussion. Like, well, if you, if you could do anything, how would you? Well, I don't know that it has to be though. You could you could just as easy make Agile Gunner not take you, up a slot. But you just make it zero points. Is the way you'd try and fix it now. But well, yeah, but it still takes up the Gunner though. But yeah, yeah. Well, but I mean, good arm. <laughs> what else are you gonna do for your gunners? Yeah, that's fair. That is right. fair. I don't, I'm not saying there aren't cases where you'd want other stuff, but I think agile, especially if it was because of the pricing stuff on base size now, as we see, like, mm-hmm. make agile gunner free on a large base ship. Or I don't know. There's so much stuff, but I'm like, yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan. Of it would help so I think for, I think the mistake they made. They would still have the f- same fundamental problems that they have is that they take too much damage and they get damaged really quickly. But it would make it worth the points investment for putting a large spaceship on there if they had the ability to do the damage before they go. Now the question is becomes is is it I feel like all right, so I feel like when second edition came around they, they saw the problem with large base turrets, which which was a problem. Um, the Falcon had been around since Wave 2 and wasn't really that big of a deal until 3PO came around and all of a sudden you're running those Fathan lists and then you had like the, you know, all the other lists. I can run down all the ones from first edition nostalgia that, that included large base ships. So I feel like whenever second edition came on, they overcorrected for that and now they've put them almost into obscurity that nobody ever runs them. So that's obviously a problem from FFG's standpoint because nobody buys them unless you're buying them for the coolness factor because, oh, I always want to own a Falcon. So the problem that oh, this is a definitely table discussion because the problem isn't uh, people are not buying large base ships because of second edition. People aren't buying large base ships because we're not drawing in enough new players and extended ruined everything and conversion kits probably shouldn't exist. Ooh. Alright, so th- this is re- leads into the other conversation I wanted to have for other show idea. But um uh, hot take spoilers. I if I were Superman and I could fly around the world in an anti-rotation <laughs> and turn back time, and also my alter ego wasn't Clark Kent, but I ran FFG instead, I don't think I would release conversion kits. Go, sit. I, I'm and, trying to let that soak in because I'm finding difficulty disagreeing with you. Because it was cool for those old school folks like us that had a whole bunch of ships and were like, crap, I'm going to have to go and buy all new models. Uh, I'm so I'm, gonna, I'm going to ask you, and this is a terrible question to ask you considering we are on an X-Wing podcast right now talking mm-hmm. about X-Wing. <laughs> but all right, you just said that conversion kits were a really good thing for you. Okay, I agree. How many new ships have you bought and how active are you in your local X-Wing community at the moment? COVID aside. <laughs> and that's fair. That so is a fair Did, fair did FFG make a conversion kit to sell you for $50 once? Like, sell you $50 worth of conversion kits once and then never sell you anything again because you like, aren't as into that side of the game anymore? Well, it's not even necessarily that. Like, So, for example, like my primary uh, action is Imperial and not much new has come out for them that yeah. wasn't in the conversion kit. Yeah. Like legitimately, um, like if we, even if I were, even if I were it, still as involved with the competitive community as I was in my past, <laughs> I wouldn't need to. Like, sure, they came up with a new pilots pack, and maybe I buy the new pilots pack because there's a new pilot for this ship or that ship that I. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to put a pin in it because this is. I don't want to tread too much over the other topic that I have. Oh, so oh, 
Sure, sure. Yeah, oh yeah, we can absolutely jump down into this in the next show. uh, This this is definitely a a long discussion, uh, a full show's worth anyway, so. Mm -hmm. All right, so Um, we'll we'll come back to it. So what I wanted to touch on is uh, the breakpoints again were uh, the generic word ships get silly before they get viable. Uh Uh-huh. And... So uh, everything for a YT-1300 got cheaper, apart from the Outrim Smuggler. And that isn't because the Outrim Smuggler is perfectly balanced. It's because running uh, three of them is probably stupid. <laughs> uh, the I, same, exact same deal for Lawful Rebels. It's not because... So, like, Chopper is now the same points as a Lawful Rebel. Yeah. W- would you agree that they are the same power level in the game? Or is one of those two things better than the others? See, but you can't make me. you can't make the lawful rebel cheaper because it gets silly before it gets viable. Yeah, and we've had this conversation yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, how do how do you fix them? Is it, running more of them is not the fix. It just gets stupid. Then it's the same thing with the, the defender. Yeah. Um, the things I like, uh, I like the fact that the uh, VCX is actually in hyperspace a little bit. So I'll probably play around with that. Um, yeah, except the aforementioned Chopper and Lothar Rebel. Yeah, it's fine. The good ones, it's okay. The, the good um, ones, yeah. Those are the other ones you can't run. <laughs> yeah. What else do we have? Um, uh, you go cheaper. Oh, you're still, uh, you're still in Rebels? You're yeah, right. I'm still in Rebel, yeah. So I think the only generic that interests me from a large basis is Wild Space Fringer at 72. There might be something there, but it still feels like... Nom-Lom is... Oh, I can't even remember. Let's have a look. I've been in scum already. How many points is Nom-Lom? Because he is the only low initiative because he doesn't really count as a low initiative. Right. Yeah. Fucking hell, FFG, what are you doing to me? <laughs> Fuck, I didn't even notice this. Okay. So Nom-Lom is still 38 points base. A contracted scout is 41 points. <laughs> Just get the fuck out of my game. Like, I love Nomwom. And you know what? I would love Nomwom at 42 points. Sure would. But uh, even 41 points. Come on, FFG. Are you kidding me? 38 yeah. points of this fucking thing. But yeah, so I, I don't know that I can justify it still. When you've got stuff like what was I saying chat earlier? The the Azatec came down, so Kashyyyk defenders now only forty two. Right. Yeah, I don't have a turret, but I've got a hundred eighty degree out to a front, and I've got a hard mm-hmm. turn. So, like, do I, I need a turret? Yeah, do I need one? Right. Yeah, I they're, they're doing loads of stuff to it's it feels more like paying lip service to a problem rather than actually fixing it. And that might be a really shit take, and I'll own it, but I don't see any of these uh, rebel word bases being any more viable, realistically. At one point offhand, whatever, it's not really going to change anyone's builds. Like, with Wild Space, I can't see suddenly coming into... I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it does, and that there's some good players show me, but I don't see it. So, yeah. Um, what do you want to do next? Republic, Republic resistance and separatists we've still got haven't we yep yeah, so although if you want to jump the ship and go to resistance and, and continue on yeah. with your yt1300 no. conversation 
No, it's good. I will uh, we'll sure? get to Matt's favorite. It's fine. You sure? So, yeah. Okay. Me, me and Chad touched on this earlier um, before we were on air. We were chatting, waiting for you, saying that uh, Anakin in the Delta 7 stayed at 62, but mm-hmm. all of the other Initiative 5s went up. So that's good. Rick Olay went up three points, probably justified. Um, probably. Right. Obi-Wan, Mace, and Plunkloon all went up. Yeah. We already talked about all, it. All but... of the torrents went down apart from the Gold Squadron Trooper. I mean, that's almost in line because remember we were talking about the Boy Squadron Protectorate mm-hmm. and how ridiculous it was. I think it's come down, I want to say, three or four points. So I think three points it's, it's come down now over its lifespan. Over, over its original cost. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tucker at 27 points, actually. I really like Tucker, so... He's if, um, the one that gets a free focus action, effectively, near enough all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you want to, do you want to know one that people are going to complain about, which I have very little time for? Sure. <laughs> Did you know that Anakin, Anakin Skywalker in the BL, uh, BTLB Y-Wing came down five points? I saw that. <laughs> down to 55. <laughs> yeah, and he's a, I got three, four said. All right. I, uh, I target know. Lock, Target locked, initiative six, three force, and a proton torpedo with a reload action. I mean, that's horrendously broken, and it's probably going to ruin everyone's game. That shit up. If you can't kill a Y-Wing, just get out of my face. (laughs) (laughs) It is a Y-Wing. If this Anakin is arc dodging you... (laughs) You've got problems. You you might be Ed. (laughs) I feel like he could have gone up five points. And you would have still lost that game. Just saying, I may be being a bit of a dick here, but you know, it's part of the character. Part of the character. Obviously, it's like, lack of focus, Chris, isn't real, Chris. It's all a facade. I don't know. It's I don't know. I don't <laughs> I, I don't, real Chris doesn't even mind Superman. <laughs> it's like Larry the Cable Guy. In real life, he's not really stupid, you know. Oh, that's true. Um, all this right, let's get So, Resistance, Paul Damron got a point cheaper. Woo! Do you know what the <laughs> net effect of this is? Zero. If you're, Oh, yeah, because ZZ got a point more expensive. So, you know, if you're running Paul in some A-Wings, which is probably the only viable wish you can run Paul in because you need something to carry his dead fucking weight anyway. <laughs> that, nothing's changed in your list. Right, so when Paul dies, he gives up one less point, and you you preserve an extra point when ZZ lives. So overall, it's a buff. I don't know that it's a buff in the way FFG meant, but <laughs> don't know that it had the desired effect that you were looking for. But all the star right. fortunes went down, Chris. All of them. And I'm a fan because I what was I running? I was running a fucking ridiculous. Um, I think it was cat loaded up, so she, it was a hundred point cat. And two fifty-point initiative one X-wings, so that hey. I could have three initiative one ships, and it was just throw throw a cat in there and just see what it can rip apart with double tapping turret shots and um, rotating the turret after the shot and dropping bombs and launching stuff. And it was it was very much just a race of I can do all of these things if you let me, I will win. Please let me. Because this Please is all me. I can do. <laughs> I literally have nothing else. Like, I have giant wizard sleeves. 
Unfortunately, I have scrawny little arms and no cards to hide up them. <laughs> uh, and it's just empty wizard sleeves. Any disappointment that they didn't drop the T70 to the Blue Squadron to 40? You've got to give V Rebels, because the problem with Resistance and T70 is, is they are just flat out better X Wings. So I want to make sure we're on the same page. And they are probably. How to correctly state this? <laughs> if the Blue Squadron Escort for Rebels is worth 40 points, the Blue Squadron Rookie for Resistance is an absolute fucking bargain at 42. Yeah. I yep. do not think a Blue Squadron Rookie at 42 points is an absolute bargain. So take that in whichever way you want to. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know that in the current confines of the game, you can change stuff too much from there. Um, ultimately, I kind of feel like having played around a little bit more with resistance and stuff from trying to do that, you know, different faction, a squad for every faction, and trying to make sure I get at least one or two games in every rotation. Um, I definitely think that resistance isn't supposed to lean on its generics. I think it's supposed to leverage ace pilots. I definitely think that it's a good guy ace faction. But Imperials have a good guy, have a bad guy ace faction. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a reverse of the Rebel Empire dichotomy. You have the First Order, don't really leverage ace pilots. They benefit a lot more from an unnamed pilot and generics, whereas in Resistance have all the named stuff. I think the flip is true for Rebel and Empire, where Empire work really well with one or two names with, um, I don't know, Rebels work well with like one ability kind of ship and some generic stuff, but I don't know. Maybe I, maybe that's a shit take as well. I don't know. I, I don't know I, that I disagree with you. It just it feels like that's what we're trying to do. I don't know that they necessarily pulled it off because like I, VRZ two A wings are the best ships in the faction, and I don't know how you fix that without making them not viable for the named pilots. Right. I uh, I think so Lulo I still consider at forty three points, I think that's fine. The problem is the amount of initiative like five stuff and Tally and Zizi are really good. Then you've got a good chunk of initiative five X wings. I don't know. It it's it's a difficult one to get my head around how I exactly want to run it. Because every time I think uh, this is how I think it should play, I'm always a little bit off with it once I get it on the table. And it takes me a while and a few tweaks and things. But I still think that if I was running Resistance, I would be running Paul and 3A Wings of some form because I want to take Heroic on Paul and role play my ships. Or <laughs> else I'd be taking... A-wings, resistance transport pods, and just abusing all of the good stuff. Is it the, uh, the the old Paul Heaver salad of just taking the good stuff and making it work? That's mm-hmm. how you do it. So I know we touched on Scum. Do you want to hit on anything else that came out of there? Um, the quad jumpers got cheaper again. So they went up mm-hmm. and came back down with the tractor beam changes. So um, I'm not going to lie, I haven't tried them for a while anyway, but... I feel like the tractor beam change didn't really affect them um, as much as it could have. So um, the aggressors getting cheaper is pretty good. Yeah, I was um, going to bring that up. More more points in that toolbox. The, the actual thing, uh, I can't remember where I saw it posted, but um, 
someone commented that the YV666 has hit hyperspace. And yeah, it's only Bosk and Lats Razzi, so you can't take Retrando right. and you can't take uh, Morello. Mm-hmm. But Lats is pretty good. Um, I like, well, sorry. I like Lats' ability for making a really janky squad. So for those who don't remember, I suppose I should tell you, I should read you the card, shouldn't I? Might <laughs> help. Okay, so Lats Razzi. At the start of the engagement phase, you may choose one ship at range one and spend a lock you have on that ship. If you do, that ship gains one tractor beam token. Be a real shame if I was like, oh, you, you caught my Trando at range one. Oh, no, it's, you can't shoot me now because I barrel rolled you. Oh, you've had to rotate, so you now have... So, yeah, I I like Lats' ability. I like anything that can assign tractor beam stuff after the fact. I played with her for a little bit in one of my funky squads, and I think I was playing against Jedi, and it just made them really hesitant to get close because you don't want to be taking stress on a Jedi anyway. So when you're like, okay, you're in range one of me now, I have a tight lock on you, so you can be minus one agility, and I'll either leave you where you are if you're in a position where I can shoot you. I'm going to boost you past me. If you want to be able to shoot me now, you have to turn around. So you rotate, take the stress, and now you're more predictable next turn. So my transition can, so that's where you can pull a hard stop. And it lets you have a bit more control and like, weird play. I think I've oversold that quite a lot, actually. I've made that sound a lot better than it is. Um, I'm <laughs> kind of wanting to Superman that backwards a little bit, but what are you going to do? Um, Call the know, so world. I, I like it because I, I think it is fun. I think you should try it if you like having fun. Don't complain to me when you don't win worlds with it. And if you do uh, win worlds with it, I would like all of the credit. All of it. All of it. Make sure to name, <laughs> send, send the trophy yeah, to Chris's I, I would like the card that you make for X-Wing for having won worlds to be called Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Please. When his card is flipped face down, you have to admit Superman sucks. <laughs> oh... My goodness. Um, I'm changing the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, Too late. So Han Solo in Scum costs 48 points. Yeah, about that. Pretty good. Lando, 42. Don't really care about it because I'd rather have him in the escape craft. But yeah, I mean, so Han with the autopilot drone is now only 60 points. And that's, that's pretty strong, I think. For a large base turreted ship that has all of the weaknesses previously discussed. Got to have that secret caveat in there. You know, serve a quiet part loud. Um, Ventress got three points cheaper in the Pursuit Craft. Uh, Boss Gunner got cheaper. Don't think anyone cares. And yeah, I'm <laughs> I don't think anyone cares. I, I, like I, I can't, I I can't really cares. talk about Scum anymore. I don't know. All right, so let's yeah. I was just saying, let's go on to a different one because there is an interesting change that I noted when going through these on the the separatist side of this one. The, the Nantex? Sun fact went the Sun Fact went Sun Fact went down nine points. Yep. Nine points. All the yep. Nantex class starfighters went down. I th- it's almost as if I, they I changed the base was- Yeah. They they changed the base mechanics of tractor beams, remember. And the Nantex Entirely revolves around the use of a tractor beam token. Fair. It's all, 
So the problem wasn't was never the Nantex. The problem was always the Nantex with Ensnare. So Sunfax shot up through the roof. Yeah, uh, it stayed yes. at twenty eight points for Sunfax. So Sunfax with Ensnare is still what well, I can't do math because I've been drinking now. Sixty seventy three points. Now I know why you're so salty. <laughs> yeah, no, you so, should never do math. Sunfax with Ensnare. I think we. Just, all right, let's be honest. On this podcast, I was never a math guy, was I? Right. <laughs> I'm just here for comedic relief and gut takes. It's fine. Um, that's my that's job. 73 <laughs> points for um, for Sunfac with Ensner. I can hope that's fine. I'm going to have to get a calculator just to double check myself before I've wrecked myself. <laughs> do, do, do. Definitely not editing this bit out so I don't sound stupid. No, of course not. <laughs> it's okay. I have the power. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Time to say whatever you Chris, want, can, Chris can do basic arithmetic. He is so smart. SMRT. SMRT. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, one that actually I think could have seen play, but I'm now loathe to try out too much, was um, Shuratech, but Ensnare's gone up. So, yeah. Nine points across the board for initiatives one, two, three, and four. No, sorry, zero, one, two, three. So four, yeah. Yeah, That's, yeah so it's only seven points. It's gone up by only. Only, so that's all. Yeah. yeah, 21 points. Yeah, okay, 55 points doesn't feel as bad, actually. Yeah, okay, maybe I'm just wrong. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe I'm just talking shit. I don't know why anyone would ever listen to me. <laughs> um, yeah, Shuratech was the... Uh, the actual Nantex I enjoyed flying the most. Uh, it's good, but I just enjoyed flying Shuratech more. Uh, and it fits with like the Grievous Shuratech. And then I was trying to do Maul, I think. But, um, yeah, I don't know that that's going to be, be able to fit with the upgrade you need anymore. So, yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of the problems with Separatists um, revolve around the the fact that all of the interesting stuff can't compete with all of the dull stuff that's just really efficient. Right. Yeah. It turns out that being able to have like eight ships that can all share calculate tokens is pretty good. Pretty darn good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do you know how the force is really overpowered and people complain about it? <laughs> what what about if I had Schrodinger's force and it and everyone was Schrodinger's force? But eight every turn. No, oh, uh, I can shoot with one that doesn't have a car. Oh, um, but yeah. So I think the uh, the increase in points is probably justified, just purely based on the win rate. If not, like if you look at that data and don't increase them in points, I I don't know <laughs> that there's any argument you could make that would make me believe you. That you're arguing that in good faith. So I I have no problem with them going up, but. I still don't. I don't think that we're going to suddenly see zero sixty six Sith infiltrators coming in, competing for space that was previously occupied by Trade Federation drones, for example. Right. I don't think the the what was it the Stalgasty Hive Guard are going to suddenly appear instead of um, the hyena that people were running in the. Uh, it's this is not going to happen. So. Um, Kraken goes up, which is probably good. Um, TA-175 is now the same number of points as Kraken, which is good. I'm a fan of that change. Ensnare, I will 
Cash. Yeah, th- this is a good one. I feel relatively comfortable putting uh, putting fake money on. But I would say um, that the next <laughs> points change, Ensnare will go down. The next one. Yeah. Or the the combination of Nantexes with Ensnare will be cheaper than they currently are in this one. Um, Discord missiles are still four points, so they came down and have stayed down. Um, again, it's a, a weird mechanic outside of a normal game that only separatists have access to. So I don't know. I don't know how much of the power tied to separatists and vulture swarms is tied to the use of discards for automatic damage and like unavoidable damage. So that's a hard one to say. I I think I would have liked to see it cost five, the same as energy shells, but. I don't know, because like, you've got the Dark dark Eye Probe droids at 5, Energy Shells at 5, and Discord sitting there at 4. And I I just... The the successful Separatist squads I see, a lot of them do leverage Discords for control over space that kind of helps Shepard the Aces. And then because you spend one or two turns Shepard... It's not the damage they do, I should clarify this. It's the level of control over the engagement that it lets you have that then dictates the pace of the game. And I don't mean slow playing, fast playing. I mean it just buys you a round of engagement that isn't going to happen because they have to bait out the discards. And, you know, that it's a game within a game, which I think at four points, that kind of thing is cheap. Fairly mm. inexpensive. Upgrade. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay, <laughs> nearly done. You got my soap on there for a little done. bit, my friend. Yeah, but generics. I mean, I don't, I don't want to rant about Seftis because I think they're a really fun, thematically balanced faction that feels good to play on the table, and it feels like they do what they did in the movies. But like a seventy percent win rate's ridiculous. So, like, remember that includes mirror. needs to be done. That includes mirror matches. Oh no, I know. How do you have like? How, do, how does it happen? Uh, they must, obviously, they must dodge each other in the cut and everything like that. But <laughs> like, Yeah, I don't know. So, generic upgrades, anyway. Generic upgrades. Anything jump out to you that was, I don't know, earth-shattering? I didn't see much. Agile Jet Gunner, we kind of touched on. Yeah. I mean, um, not a lot really changed, I mean. Veteran Gunner turret going up. A so, so, I believe that's on small bases. Correct. I think that's the way it works. So it's cheaper on large, but more. It's three points cheaper on large, two points more expensive on small, one point cheaper on a medium. So two of your favorite. Well, the other uh, things that went up were crack shot and uh, crack shot. Yeah, tricks or was it, uh, in, snapshot and snapshot. Two of your favorite upgrades. We were just going to talk about that. As I say, like, it was almost like it was against Chris specifically. Like, yep. Here's I, Boom. <laughs> I mean, how long have I been telling telling you that whilst they keep letting me have crack shot for a point, I will keep taking crack shot for a point. <laughs> like, I think it's still take it for two points though, too. Like it's it's not that. Uh, yeah, it's so, Yeah, it's actually a choice now. I I'm not saying it's a hard choice. For some lists, I will still just take crack shot. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm is happy the correct word because I used to abuse it a lot. <laughs> no, I think I am happy that overall, for the health of the game, Crackshot is probably worth two points. Probably. Probably. Um, snapshot going up by a point across the board. Um, 
and having um did it always have base size base pricing i don't think it did for maybe i'm wrong yeah oh i've got to go back to my old one maybe it did i was gonna ask about that too i didn't remember that um because i think it was only really a problem problem yeah like it was actually a problem um (laughs) again a wings and the stuff where I could point my turret backwards and still have a front shot and take it out of order and things. Uh, mm-hmm. Snapshot on ZZ was really, really fun to play against. Definitely didn't surprise me in any way, shape, or form. She's when you uh, uh, when you finish resolving an attack, she can gain a focus, like spend a charge to gain a focus or an evade. So she just takes a snapshot shot to give her a free action, effectively. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm glad that I uh, I played the game and gave you a free action, and you got to shoot me. But, um, One of the other torpedoes almost across the board went down by a point. Pla- uh, proton torpedoes were excluded, but advanced protons, plasmas, ions, all of them went down. I think like that... a point though. Yeah, but they still went down. What was that? What was the? Oh, I can't remember now. List was I running it in? When was I playing games with advanced proton torpedoes where I was reloading them? That might have been me. I might have been running those on Anakin instead of protons in the Y-Wing when I was really messing around. <laughs> Why not? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> no, there was definitely a list I had where it was... It was a game where I had Nora in the Y-Wing. Was that, against, was that one we played on... Um, on one of the Vassal games, been, was that the um ran, one of the rando games? Maybe I remember. So yeah, it definitely was Nora because she was a nightmare to kill. Yeah, it does. It is bringing back some. It's bringing some back Bowser. some memories. Yeah, so I was running Nora Wexley in the Y wing with the R four astromech to make her be able to shed stress easier, and then advanced protons. And her only job was to get at range one of someone and fire an advanced proton and then reload it and stay at range one of you and dare you to let her do it again. Because suddenly she... Be- oh, I think she had hull upgrade as well. Yeah, I think I just invested in this like, I think annoying... Just, I don't even think it was against you. I think it was a game I played in person. So this oh, might really? have been a while ago now. Yeah. And I just remember it being... Uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to shoot this thing? Do you want to shoot Wedge? Are you going to shoot this? What do you want to shoot? I just everything was supposed to be annoying to deal with. So um, yeah, I think that was something fun. And so in summary, advanced protons being a point cheaper, I'm on board with because it makes my current gimmick ship more fun. Gives up less points when they eventually kill it, which is good because she is one of the few ships that adds an evade result if she's at range one. So. Because I've definitely played Nora against you. Maybe that was the the Arc 170 version of her. I think I played against you. No, I, if I, I, I know. I remember now. You actually had Nora in the Arc and Dash. You got all those fucking Rebel good shit, and yeah, I got fucking the, the, no, the infinite point. Yeah, the, I got the infinite point bomber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It oh, you got you got half of my infinite number of points. Looks like you've won. <laughs> Actually, won that game. I don't. I can't remember. So, okay, maybe I won. Maybe I balance, won. The balance scales were grossly in favor of me, and I've, I, 
maybe it wasn't that game. Maybe it was another. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was another game where the scales were grossly in my favor. For this is why we like playing random squads. It gives that a chance. It does. Yep. <laughs> we were going yep. to play a game for this one, but then the points came out. We decided not to do that. Yeah. Uh, I need oh, to right. figure out which one of the uh, weird and wonderful things I I'm going to propose because I've already got some secret squads that I want to crush you with. I'm going to propose Ooh. that we do the um, the the welterweight one. So it's initiative four and below. Ooh, okay, okay, I can work with that. Yeah. I can work with that. I will if we want to do it for next week. I can do something. I'll put together yeah. a list. All right, that yeah. sounds good. We'll make that work. We'll make that work. You know, Ed, All right. the entire history of us doing this podcast, you've always said next week when we do this bi-weekly. Yeah, we can do, we can do a midweek. We can do an offshore show. Uh, originally, the playing the games was supposed to be in focus shows that we did in our off weeks. But it was supposed we, to be that. We, we, we got lazy here. because of COVID and had we literally did. nothing else to talk about. And Chris loves the Patreon money, obviously, and wanted to milk that shit. <laughs> Well, it's yeah, sort of, just, just you, listen to you, me play a game of X-Wing, guys. Content, thanks for the money. If you want to hear <laughs> this, if you wanted to listen to the saddest thing on the face of the planet, try listening to Sports Talk Radio the last four months in the U.S. Like, I can only it was, imagine. It was the saddest thing, like, because those guys still need to go to work. They still need to get paid. Like, at one point in time, I, I just, I tuned in just for giggles, and they were in the middle of the the best sports titles on the Sega Genesis, like, conversation. Like, they were having that conversation on air in the middle of the oh, pandemic. Do, do you want to, I'm going to tangent us now because it wouldn't be as if I didn't. But um, It wouldn't be lack of focus if we didn't. So, I've currently been, you'll notice I'm wearing my Wigan Athletic t-shirt for my mm-hmm. hometown football club, soccer club. And um, <laughs> so Wigan was so owned for a long time by a guy who used to play for Wigan and play for Blackburn. I don't know, a, a football, ex-football player, bought some like sports shoe shops, kind of like... Um, are, they football, like a, are they Champions League or they like... The so they, they won the FA Cup. Uh, but then got relegated, so they are currently in the championship, which is a division below the Premier League. Yeah, that's what I mean. So the championship, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah. I, I was just checking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know a little bit about your sport. Yeah. But I don't. <laughs> they, a few years ago, because he's like 80-something now, he wanted to sell up, and he sold the club to a, um, a Hong Kong-based investment firm. Then, well, the I had up and ups and downs. Didn't really like. On average, we're gonna lose between seven and nine million a year, and that's that's made up by selling players um, because they have a really good youth academy. We invested. Uh, Dave Willem before he sold the club, put a lot of money into the academy system and building it facilities and training facilities, so they compete with some really good clubs. They punch above their weight in the youth system. And then sell them to theoretically have a business model that's sustainable. Theoretically, oh, it's just like the Pittsburgh Pirates do. Yeah, yeah. Um, we operate as a major league, minor league system where we bring up good talent and then sell them off before we can, so we can't because we can't afford to keep them. Yeah, that's exactly like the Pirates. Yeah. Yep. So then, what happened in uh, in June? The the guy who mm-hmm. owned them um, sold them to founded a second company sold Wigan Athletic to this other company and then transferred the shares to a different person. 
which bypassed the FA's fit and proper owners test because they said that the new company was owned by the old company, so that mm. it didn't really matter. Um, a week after the transfer of ownership has gone through, the owners said, we are not putting any more money into a club. They need to go into administration, which is an automatic 12-point deduction for going into administration, which plunged them to the bottom of the table um, from being effectively safe. And then the chairman of the English Football League was recorded saying that the rumour is that there's a bet in the Philippines on them getting relegated. Out of the Champions League? What is like? Yeah. What do you guys so play, it, it, goes, it goes Premier. It goes Premier League, Championship. 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 Champions League is a European League. Okay, fair yeah. point. <laughs> I just have to clarify because some English people will get annoyed at you. I, okay, not me. Right. I don't I care. Uh, then it is League One and uh, Division One. It, it's League One now and League Two. League so one, it goes week two, week two, week two. yeah. Uh, no, then it was. Um, this the one. Oh, it was, it was the conference league. Um, okay, then there, there was one at that level. Yeah, that's uh, one thing like I love seven. about respect about your sport is that you like you have your Premier League, but every year you drop two teams off of that Premier League and you relegate three. them down. Three is it three? Three. I yeah. thought it was two. Three. They get relegated down to "quote unquote" the lower league, so you ha- need to win your way back into the big yeah. leagues. I've always thought that was a cool system. Yeah, if well, we did that here, the Pirates would be a high school team, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, hey, they're two and three right now, man. You the know, problem. They- so the problem is with the franchise system is that the there have to be punishments in place for underperforming. Like yeah. If you have a lifetime franchise, there's right, it doesn't matter, whatever. Right, you you can literally not put a team together. Get some kid, like go down to a local Walmart parking lot and ask any drunk people if they want to come and play football for you every week. And um, my expenses are zero. And uh, okay, I get all the TV revenue. Get in, cool. I'm glad. Oh, what's that? We lost. Oh, does that also benefit me that I get to now pick up all of the youth talent and they aren't allowed to say no and play for other people and do all of this stuff because of the draft system? And like, it's not like people, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to rant too much about stuff I don't know in depth <laughs> enough to like back up my points. But yeah, I'm not a fan, shall we say, of your know, college sports system and then how it filters in. Did you know that if I wanted to become a professional basketball player, theoretically, I'd have to go through a draft first? Yep. Um, like, and you'd have, to but, get, you'd have to declare for the draft, you'd have to be passed up for the draft, and then you could be signed as a free agent. Yeah. Yes. I, you, you can't just go and, uh, like, oh, that person might be good. I want to I sign them. And you've got to get them to go in the draft, and then someone else can try and just take the player, even with no intention of playing them, just to fuck you over. Yes, they can. That is absolutely a true thing. So there's no point having yep. any actual scouting system because it's irrelevant. It, it doesn't matter if your scouts are better than everyone else's. I don't know that I necessarily agree with not having a scouting system. No, okay. So what, I'm, what I mean is, would you ever bother scouting outside of the U.S. college system? Would you yeah. send a scout to Europe? Well... Depending on the sport. So if we stuck with, like, say, college football, college basketball, no. Now, we do get players from overseas in basketball, but normally what will happen with those players is they'll do their one and done 
in that they will join a college team for a year because they are required by NBA rules to have played at least one year of college, and then they need to be declared as a draft. Yeah. Now, baseball, oh. for example, goes and pulls players from all over the country, and there's a secondary, quote-unquote, draft for that. So, in theory, you could sneak someone in, but you're right. They need, all need uh, to go through uh, a drafting for, system. For example, like, let's say, um, fucking, I don't know, Harry English man is like Harry uh, English uh, man. Yeah, it's a phenomenal, uh, a phenomenon for American football. Uh, if I've if I've got wind of this and I send over my scouts and I'm like, yeah, I think you should join the draft, and then this guy joins the draft. If I don't have first pick, I'm not going to get him because everyone else is going to go, what the fuck did Chris go over there for and get this guy to join the draft? I don't care if he's good or not. I just don't want him to have him. So there's no point in me scouting those players. Correct. So a number of players you guys would miss out on because I'm going to just say that if you include the entire world, that is bigger than America. Your talent pool will probably produce better players. Potential. All right. Well, this is well, a baseball and hockey do choose from outside of America. Yeah. Yeah. This is a complete aside if we want to talk about American football and how that works. Um, I don't know. Uh, this is just all part of my thing of why I don't like the franchise model because the only way the franchise model works is if you do a draft because that's the only way of trying to balance the skill levels of a team by giving the, the crappier teams better draft picks. But the only way a draft actually works is if the only way to get plays is through that draft. And I think that that limits your talent pool by doing it that way. It's a way, a roundabout way of saying, I agree, Ed. I like that English football has tiers and divisions and relegation and promotion. I was agreeing with you. Yeah. I just wanted to waste more time. So we have like a 14 hour show again because we <laughs> spoiled the audience uh-huh. by giving them like two hour and 20 minute shows that were like complete content and no rambling. Yeah. And actual X-Wing content. Did Liverpool end up getting awarded because they got shut uh, yeah, down? Yeah, they, they, they won. I think, yeah, they, football started <laughs> up again. So I believe Liverpool won. I, I'm going to hold my hands. I don't follow soccer anymore. I, I call I'm it soccer curious, for a start. And like, it had been just, so long <laughs> since they had won. They were in such a gigantic league that even if they lost every game the remainder of the season, they still would have been Premier League champions. And then COVID-19 happens, and it's the one team, the one team that I've ever kind of like on a cursory level um, paid attention to in the year that they're actually doing well, COVID-19 shuts them down. So I didn't know I, if they I, actually got officially awarded or not. I haven't. I hadn't looked. No, uh, they did. The problem is, obviously, that they will always have that, that asterisk next Stigma. to the title. Yeah. yeah. Oh. You mean like a 60-game baseball season or... The NBA is supposed to try something. The the NHL Grand Tournament, because they're not even going to attempt to do a season. They're just, first of all, they're all playing in your country because your country actually has COVID-19 under control. So I can't wait to see these round one, round ones of the NHL season. They're going to start up here in a week because you're going to be playing in like Bill's meatpacking plant because there's only so many NHL quote unquote quality um, rinks in Canada. You guys have a few teams, but you're sending 32, 31 teams to this quote-unquote grand tournament. Where the hell are they all going to play? Yeah. Even best of three series. I don't know how it works, but, I mean, everyone's just desperate to start getting some of that. Double sweet, headers. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe they do that. I don't know. But doesn't that kind of eliminate the point, like, of trying social distancing? Uh, and- that, that's another one that I, like, 
hockey, and I, I might get thrown out of Canada for saying this now. But like, <laughs> the one thing that somebody shows up personally says, "All right, you're out." I, I I hate with a passion, and I I've had it justified to me multiple ways, but I still can't can't accept it. Like, oh, did you see that guy's game last night? He played 13 minutes. All right, so now a game, yeah, but takes three hours. And of those three hours for that 60-minute game, he was on the ice for 13 minutes. 13 minutes. And that's a lot. Uh, what, Actually, what like 20, min- get- 20 uh, minutes is considered a lot. Like, no, like- yeah. Playing, playing ice hockey for 20 minutes in a three-hour time period is a lot. If you know about a game of football, including extra time and injury time, can be like two hours on the pitch where players will like. But you only have three substitutes, so seven, uh, eight of your eleven players. I don't really count the keeper. So seven of your outfield players chasing butterflies half the game. <laughs> yeah, right. Seven of your outfield players would have been chasing a soccer ball around the pitch for like two hours in a ninety-minute game. Yes, <laughs> but playing for twenty minutes in a sixty-minute game, but takes three hours to play, is a long yeah. time. But playing like. Two, two hours. So that's that. So ninety minutes plus injury time. So you could easily get ninety-eight minutes for a game. Isn't outside the the bell curve. Then if it has extra time, that's fifteen minutes each way. So that's an hour and twenty-eight minutes injury time on extra time. So yeah, you're talking two hours to play a ninety-minute game, and seven of the ten outfield players will have played all of that. Yep. But, you know, God, man, that guy skated around the ice, you know, 13 whole minutes. What a guy. Hero. Oh, you think that? What about the relief? He could be Superman. There we go. What about the relief pitcher that comes in for one strikeout and then it's done? That guy makes three and a half. Got to keep those averages up. I mean, mean, do you you want to really get in there? Three pitches that he threw. What about the talk of like, oh, David Beckham should become a field goal kicker? Just, why Why do you have a special play team? Why, why does that exist? Why Why can't you find someone who can be that big fat guy who just stands in front of another big fat guy and can also kick a ball? I mean... it's, it's a, That's a completely specialty position. And keep in mind, he takes up a spot in the 53-man roster. With no three man roster. Yeah. Yeah. And this isn't like... A first team and a second team. So I, 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 I have very little appreciation of what is required to be good at American sports because it's all based around television. And yep, like oh, we better stop playing right now because we're going to commercial break. So like, we'll best polish the ice or um, oh, uh, let's get we have to throw a flag in for something. I don't know what we need a commercial break. I don't, know, I don't, I don't really care what a flag's for. We're going to commercial. You think that's you should see you should see games live when you see uh, games live and you literally see like the clock stops everyone and like you're like, oh there's a commercial break on right now the game has stopped yeah oh, no I know that's really I, bizarre to me yeah it's I don't I can't comprehend how you, how the ecosystem evolved that this is that you need a 56 man how many players do you have on the field for American football. 11, 11 at a time. Yeah. And how big? How many people do they have to pick from for each play? So you have a 53-man roster, but each roster in the American football is like you have 
specialty positions. You have offense and defense, and then you have your special teamers. In each of those, there are skills positions um, and line positions. And then, of course, you do have those special teams that we were talking about before, where you have like your kickers, you have your gunners, you have your... Um, you have a, you have one guy whose sole job is to snap the ball a correct way for a punt or a field goal. That's his whole job. He's not Forget actually about the, the placeholder. Oh, you, well, that's usually the backup QB. So at least give them that credit for that one. But like the the special teams center, they snap the ball differently. So that's what I mean. I, you can't tell me that anyone respects that person as an athlete. <laughs> not really. Well, you're not good I enough. Know. To be any other position and do that as your second job, you can only do that one thing. For those special teams players, I would those specific positions maybe the place kicker, field goal kicker. This is the kind of thing where if this was McDonald's running the the fucking NFL, that would have been replaced by a fucking automated machine to do that job by now. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. All right. Well, well, man, I'm sorry. We were going to keep you on to punt the ball this way, this way, so he can do his field goal. But I figured out that the Puntatron three thousand can do it. I only have to pay that once. It's over. Yeah. Well, there there is talk of getting rid of like the kickoffs and stuff, which eliminates. I don't know. Does that eliminate that kicker though? Because that's you. The guy that does the kickoff is usually the same guy that does the field goals. The, I've uh, heard, do, do you not have? Like, is it not like the American Air Force where you have like? A, a right wing guy and a left wing guy, and never catch all the two meet. You know, I've like if a kick's oh, no. on the right hand side of a goal, you need a left footed kicker, and then no, on, no, if it's on the we don't go that far, but we do have a why kicker. Not? Why um, not, Ed? Surely I've just invented a new benefit for NFL coaching. Uh, if any of well, if the Patriots would like to take that on, write the check, address it to Dice Hate Productions. It takes up be, a, be a Patreon it, and you can have it for free. It's fine. Fifty-three man rosters are precious, but we do have kickers. It, it, Eleven players, and you need fifty-three people injuries, to do it. You need injuries. Different formations require. So, like for example, you can run a five wide. You need five wide receivers on that one, and that's. Do, do you know there was up? No there was uproar. Ed, there was uproar when the English Football League went from five substitutes to seven. Ooh. So as in, you can still only make three substitutions in a game, but instead of only having five to choose from, you could choose from seven players. They, expand, they expanded the roster by two. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, back shock, in the eighties, I think uh, up raw. Back in the eighties, I think the rosters were forty-five man rosters, and I think that in the eighties they upped it from forty-five to fifty-three. But don't quote me on that. So, that was a good one that I mean, happened. I get it. We're, we're in those pads and everything. It is a physical game. Not mm-hmm. like rugby, where we don't wear pads and also don't have unlimited substitutions and 53-man rosters. But, and, like, the attack has to play defense, and the defense has to play attacks. It's just one team. But, you know, hey-ho. Yeah, but do play we pay your... <laughs> We're trying to protect an investment there. We're paying that guy $8.5 million. Do you, do you know why? Do you know why? Because there's no promotion and relegation. So suddenly the money gets to spiral because you're not scrambling to actually stay in a division because it's franchised. And that's where it becomes. There we go. Full circle on that. Well, And that's why we need the commercial breaks. Yeah. Where do you think that Uh, 8.5 million came from? I have one last point to make, and then we can close the show. Okay. (laughs) So quality of life improvements, because we spoke about this before the show, not on it. Holy crap, we're going to cycle this back to actual X-Men conversation. Whoa. Just for people who stuck with us this long, 
crazy people that they are. They deserve it. So one thing <laughs> is really obvious for me. Uh, the, the builder keywords got added in, and uh, Max talks about it in the article that they added in yeah. subtitles and builder keywords. He said, obviously, light side and dark side force powers are the only use for builder keywords at the moment. So what this is was hidden code within the squad builder that the only way to figure out who could take hate as a dark side power, for example, was to try and put it on every pilot in the game and see who could take it. Now it just says if someone's a light side force user or a dark side force user. The one that I find slightly more interesting is the subtitle section. And I mentioned this at the onset whenever second edition was announced and how much they would be playing with those. Yeah. So and I'm curious uh, to see what happens with this. How many does Sabine Wren have? So it's spec to five for all of them, though. All of them? Oh, it is? Okay. Oh, so all, sure of, all of the Rebel ones, it's spec to five. Um, I believe her scum one is different. I'm going to have to try and find it. Huh? Um, scum and villainy next. Where is she? No answer. Oh, that's an M3A. Don't click that. Sabine Wren in the Lancer is an artistic saboteur. Ah, gotcha. So that's cross-faction. But it kind of gives me the feeling that the only reason I would add this in is if this suddenly means something. And it only means something if the subtitle is different within the faction. Right. Which is why I was really surprised that they went the way that they did, because I thought that was the route that they were going to go. And I, I remember distinctly whenever I remember them announcing second edition, and I forget who that young lady was that was doing the announcement that was talking about one of her favorite editions to second edition. Um, was the subtitles, the, yeah. Was the subtitles. And I'm like, ooh, they're going to do something with that. And then here we are two years later, and they didn't do anything with it. Not yet. But you're right, they've now added that as a feature that is on part of the points and upgrade slots, uh, points and upgrades uh, sheets for each of these factions makes you wonder why. Because obviously the builder so, keywords is something that was programmatically part of the app, but never really flat out um, clarified in the actual cards or the FAQs. So now they have yeah. that. So it makes you wonder, are we going to see a 10-num other subtitle? What happens? Can I run ten num blue five and ten num this one? So it it is always done on the it's always done on the name uh, that's specified in the rulebook. So like the subtitle for me, if you look at so Nora is the same, it's gold nine in both. Yeah. So I I would guess the given the information we have, where when it's a cross faction, a different subtitle means a different ability. So this gives you scope to add pilots into the same faction with the same name, but a different ability. Yeah, I agree. And we've got pilot packs now. So were we talking about, um, we were talking about Hera in the, uh, in the squadron pack thing. I think we said, Mm -hmm. uh, is it, it, what was that squadron pack called again? I'm going to have to, so I don't mess this up. Uh, There we go. No. Okay. Scrolling up, body, 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 yeah, Phoenix Cell. So here is a Spectre at the moment. So if she goes into Phoenix Cell, do you make her like Phoenix Weeder and give her a different name, uh, different ability? Because I, yeah. I would not be surprised if they didn't, if they did that, because I think they should. I, th- all right, so there's a, there's a beauty and a simplicity to knowing that and we jokingly had said that if they put Darth Vader in a Tide Defender. And if his ability, if his title was, his subtitle was still the same and he still had the same ability, that that would be broken as hell. <laughs> yeah. 
true. <laughs> the defender has Why? every action available on its action bar. <laughs> right. I agree. But if he went in under a different subtitle with a different ability, is he as broken? We'd have to see the ability to know. It allows that design space. It allows that little extra design space that they now have the ability to play with, which I think is going to be really interesting because I desperately want to see Vader in a tight defender. Just three, <laughs> three force uh, on, on a defender chassis will be yeah, that's, I'm, that's exactly what I'm thinking at the moment. It's like, do I care? Do I care what his ability? Like, it, Darth Vader's ability could literally read, like, yeah, I, every turn you can spend a force to just tell your opponent to fuck off. I, I, don't, I don't really yeah. know. Because right, every turn, cackle manically because I've given you Vader and a defender, so you've now got an initiative six. <laughs> you've got an initiative six defender that gets a free evade with three force and an action. Sounds like this ability is good enough before I write this subtitle down. Cheers, yeah. thanks for playing. <laughs> uh, that could, uh, it'd have to be really small text to fit all of that in, but I, I feel like that ability would be good enough. Special, uh, basically, just Darth Vader, go fuck yourself. That's it. That's the ability. It doesn't say or do or change anything. It doesn't matter because him in a defender. My point being, though, is that they have that design space the wiggle room yeah. that I always thought that they were going to use that just hadn't, not until this point, anyway. Yeah. I do think that that's where they're going, though. It, it legitimately, I think that it is telegraphing their, their next play. Yeah, I think so. No, I'm, I'm definitely happy with that. I think it will be interesting if they do it. I hope they do. I just don't... I suppose it's I'm kind of, like, hard-focused on, like... Well, who else could you do? Like Hera? Oh, she's still like Spectre One or whatever she is in the one already. So like, does he, does she need another one? Would I want her to be in that B wing and have a different ability? Because the B wing's got some pretty funky red moves. So mm-hmm. I kind well, of like, how, how many have they already burned though? Like how many have they already done? Like you uh, and I, I pulled Sabrina Ren out of a hat because I know how many ships she's already been listed in. Um. They've already burned a lot of the good ones that they could have done that with. That's not to say that they couldn't do another Sabine Wren in the same vehicle with a different subtitle and a different ability. Yeah. Like, it opens that design space up. Yeah, I agree. Uh, no, I'm I'm pretty excited to see what they do there. But I'm really happy from uh, me not having to see that argument on the rules question group anymore about who can take hate. <laughs> so that... That's more enough for me. I didn't realize that was that big of a deal. Oh, it, it, it's a big deal. <laughs> it's, it's big. Old <laughs> <laughs> <Those> lawyers. <laughs> oh, boy. There have been some heated debates over that one. <laughs> Can't live with them. Can't shoot them in the face. It can. It's just frowned upon. By certain people, yes. <laughs> oh, All right. So I think that is going to do it. We actually have gone over time, but luckily I don't have to go to the office. So I can be up a little bit later. Anyway, so. Super that's staying up powers. Super staying up powers. No, I'm getting old. I'm run- Those are running thin. That's the other reason that I know that I'm getting old. If I stay up too late and I get up too early, oh boy, do I feel that the next day. Ugh. You are old. Anyway. Yeah, it is. So that's going to do it for this one. We actually stayed, I mean, with the exception, if you get past the DC conversation at the beginning and Chris shit talking, my favorite superhero as a kid, we had a lot of X-Wing content on this one to cover. So I do hope you enjoyed the show. Um, Chad, always good talking to you, my friend. Yeah, hey, always great to be here. And uh, yeah, Superman shit. So, you know, 
There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Got to change the title of the show. Superman shit. That's all we talked about the whole. Week. Chris, always good talking to you, my friend. Oh, it's always good to be here. I uh, just want to say thank you again to our patrons and uh, everyone. It does uh, make hosting the show and paying for editing software a lot easier. Uh, had a couple of new people sign up, a couple of old people drop off. So thanks Aww. to everyone who uh, did support and come back and different things like that. We love you all. Um, I believe I said we're going to do a giveaway, so I didn't bother sorting that box out because I'm entirely lazy and thought I had until Thursday and then we changed the dates and stuff. So um, next time, we'll definitely do the giveaway for that event kit that I managed to snag. Um, yeah. Yeah, keep pushing that button. Have it. I know that the guys chat next. <laughs> I always say next week all the time anyway, and it's every two weeks. So it doesn't matter. I it don't is. care. I wouldn't want to do it weekly. I was chatting to. Um, well, I was laughing at Ryan Farmer. Um, I, I I don't know how they do a show every week. I couldn't, especially if you consider uh, the other week, uh, the last few months with COVID and everything. How hard it is to try and have interesting, engaging X-wing content. I think we've done some good shows considering, but trying to do that every week, man. Oof, oof. Especially for the listener base as well, because they've got like, a pretty wide base. So that's just more people to complain at you for doing a shit show. Uh, our fans don't care. They just, they just want to laugh at us, tell us how wrong we are, and then move on the lives. So we're fine. We're going to have two straight shows of Star Wars Squadrons whenever it comes out. Are you kidding? <laughs> I did buy... Um... A cheap copy of Ace Combat 7, because that has the VR on the PlayStation where it's in oh, cockpit. It? Oh, cool. So, so I, I tried Iron Man and didn't feel sick from that. And Evie actually napped today, which she hasn't for a while. So I was like, I'm going to try it right now. So I took some of like, the ginger tablets to try and help not get in motion sick and wanted to see how it went. I, made, I did one mission and was like, nope, nope. Nope, this is not for me. <laughs> uh, I'm, hope- I'm really hoping that it's a combination of just not, one, not being used to it, and it being really hot, so it's relatively uncomfortable at the minute. And then yeah. having the horizon as well, I think, is what was messing me up. Because like, when I'm flying upwards and chasing uh... people into the clouds and things, I didn't feel as bad. But once I'm seeing the horizon and the ground, that was fairly bad. But um, I did have a moment of like, Flying along, and I'm like, I don't care about the flying. I'm just looking at the instruments in the cockpit going, oh, I know what that does. I know what that does. This button should do that. And I, you can't push any of them because you've still got to hold the controller. But I'm like, oh, I kind of just want to use the 3D things now and have a virtual controller and push buttons. I don't even care yeah, about yeah. having it. That was good fun. But yeah, Iron Man, I don't feel too motion sick. So I'm still going to well, get... There's a horizon on that game, though. Yeah, but um, there's no cockpit for Iron Man because it's a helmet so because yeah, I'm, I'm sat in the aircraft so I even just doing the, the steam catapult launch because the first mission is off a carrier I'm like straight away I was like nope nope <laughs> <laughs> so I I have flown well, maybe in a fighter in jet with just you know stars yeah. and a couple of planets and some debris in the background will be different well, I so I was spent that much kind of that kind of money on the VR headset to make it safe. Well, I the reason I I I wanted to buy an Oculus for the PC, but then I would mm-hmm. have to upgrade the graphics card as well. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that's the entirety of my hobby budget for like the rest of the year, including like Christmas presents and stuff like that. 
So mm. I could probably like cry at Jill and make it work, but <laughs> we've all been can... we've all done that. Not <laughs> me. I so basically I, I ended up I've sold some models and some different things and got the PlayStation stuff. And I've, I'm not gonna lie, Justin Trudeau just giving me two grand a month for the last three months has helped a lot. But oh, unfortunately, oh. unfortunately that like is supposed to be paying off like debt and credit card stuff, not buying PlayStation VRs. So um, <laughs> whoops. Wait, you, you mean your government actually had a a, a plan? In, in place and executed it as opposed to deliberating it as people are now going into eviction courts are getting ready to get fired up and unemployment's about to run out and we're still kind of floating around with yeah i don't know what we're gonna do i mean this is an idea we might hey you like that stimulus check like four months ago let's do that again um i don't know if that's gonna tack off of our 2022 tax returns at this juncture like no one's really quite reading that. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. it's yeah. a weird one for you guys. I because your stimulus check wasn't even like ours is different. Ours just becomes taxable income. Yours is an advance on your rebate, isn't it? Correct. Effectively, yeah. Effect, no, not effectively. It is. It's exactly what it is. So every person so, in the U.S. gets twelve hundred dollars for working in the U.S. Yeah. credit, and you get five hundred dollars per child. And if you fly jointly, that you both you both get that. That's kind of how that works. But that's off of your tax returns for the next year. That's your credit, which means when you go file, when you go to file next year, that credit's gone. Yeah. If they I, do that again, that's two straight years of that bullshit. So theoretically, if we um, as it works, so yeah, I can't remember the exact numbers, but if I think in kind of if you earn like less than eight thousand dollars, you pay zero tax, and it's all bracketed. So. They, if you take four payments of two thousand a month, and that was your only income, you literally got it for free. Yeah, no, it so, didn't work out that way. Yeah, which I, I'm a big fan of just saying, you know, instead of having zero money, why don't you have some, and then maybe you don't have to worry about starving to death. But that makes me a socialist, and um, you know, <laughs> as we all know, Superman didn't have a, it was not the Red Sun. And um, would not approve of socialism. So, yeah, socialism only works whenever you want it to. You know, weird, funny things like the roads get fixed and taxes pay for schools. That that that's fine. But you know, God forbid, you know, the same logic apply to I don't know healthcare for the richest country in the world. You know, that yeah, would be so bad. I, I, that I do would have I do have one more. Um, mocking of america for you which is probably really going to alienate more people i'm going to do it anyway because we're, we're, we're pretty deep now so i was chatting with jill uh, yesterday actually i was like you know i think i've actually solved the covid problem for america you know how you fix this in a really capitalist way so are you wearing a mask no are your health insurance premiums gone up are you going outside your insurance premiums going up yep so can you imagine when someone puts a claim in for uh the COVID-19 treatment, the insurance company says, well, did you wear a mask 100% of the time? Because I saw on your Facebook feed that you were at one of these protests without a mask on. Mm -hmm. So we're not we're not paying out. Good luck. <laughs> Welcome to America, guys. Because the unfortunate thing is, that just sounds like a story someone could honestly say, not me doing a comedy bit. <laughs> it also could be a scary realization that could actually happen here. No, in the next no. <laughs> But but that's how I would fix COVID. I would just say, okay, 
Look, I'm not going to enforce anything because I don't want to infringe on your rights. But I also don't want to infringe on the insurance company's rights to take your money. So um, it sucks to be you guys. If you don't want to wear a mask, looks like your premiums are going up. You got me on the subject. I haven't looked. I was off of work today, so I did not look at the numbers today to see where we were. But I don't even want to. Like, we've been in the 60,000 plus daily cases. Uh, I'm almost horrified to look at this number. I'll let you finish your closing while I'm looking. It's good. We are. um, Yeah, I've already thanked the patrons and then like hammered all of our American followers. So, uh, yeah, thank you for your money. Capitalism's awesome. Please keep giving it to me. Uh, It's not charity, unfortunately, so you don't get to write it off on your tax return. Oh, I probably am a charity case as far as X-Wing podcasts go. (laughs) Um, You know, you're not praying for that premium content. (laughs) I love that anyone listens to this. It's so good. Especially the fact that the Discord has been like constantly, you know, new people jumping in and everything. Um, I have been advised that the Discord link on Patreon wasn't working. So if people could let me know if they're having trouble finding Discord, either shoot us a message on Facebook, um, send us an email at lackoffocuspodcast at gmail.com or uh, any of the multitudes of ways of getting in touch with me. I'm pretty sure I link it all in the show notes on like my Twitter and everything. I've got my DMs open everywhere if you do manage to join the discord i am an idiot and have every channel in the discord notifications are turned on for me so if you post anywhere i will see it and i'll be able to comment and we can have a chat um (laughs) well there you go okay Uh, then we did have an email was it it an email was it a facebook message i'm gonna find it now we've had a few different things coming through um so our newest Patreon sent me a message on Patreon. Ooh. Uh, he said, I just want to say hi as your newest Patreon supporter. I dropped out of a game back in 1.0 when my son was born as I couldn't find the right work-life balance to keep playing. My friends yeah, continued to play, and after I played a match of Aces High back in January, which I'm sure they let me win. Good on you guys. That's mm-hmm. how you get people back in. Uh, I picked up the conversion kits and got back into the fight. They all listened and recommended your podcast as a way of getting some insight to how the game has evolved and the current state of play, and I've been trying to work through the back episode. So, one, I'm really sorry about the audio balancing and some of the um, poor quality production on those earlier episodes. We were kind of finding our feet again because Skype stopped working and we needed new formats and everything. So, sorry. Don't probably listen to some of the bad ones. Um, <laughs> uh, he says, after they've given me some coaching and tips, I'm now proudly sitting at the bottom of our Vassal League. At least the only way is up. So he wanted to say a big thank you to Pete, Nans, James, and Dave. And I look forward to getting better with every game and supporting you guys with content you create. All the best, Mike. So thanks, Mike. Aww, thanks, Mike. Wow. And then, More people. Where has that We do been? have listeners. Yeah. We do. It must have been a Facebook message. I can't find it. I have too many different places for people to message us. I should force them to only contact me in one way. Might make things easier. It will definitely make things easier. Especially when well, I can try help, you know. There we go. Hi, Chris. It's my friend Peter McIntyre's birthday in just over a month's time, the 14th of September. 
if you're willing to give him a shout out, as we both enjoy your guys' podcast, I was considering getting, oh, I can't say that bit. Yeah, I need to get back to him about that and sort it out. But yeah. Um, so yeah, happy birthday, Peter. But I'm pretty sure we will be doing this before the 14th. So I'll say it again then. But Chris, um, oh yeah, he did apologize for my name wrong as well. It's okay. Chris, <laughs> Chris okay. But that was from James. So uh, he said, um, hope you're keeping well and best of luck DMing the rest of the Curse of Strad campaign. Yeah. Ooh, who's listening to both? Yeah. Nice. Because he's a glutton for punishment. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate all of our listeners, no matter how stupid they may be in listening to us. I don't mean it, James. I mean, I, if anything, I'm calling me. Barely. Okay. And then uh, did we get any messages here? I don't watch the shows or oh. watch the videos or listen to because, yeah, that's too much ad. <laughs> it's too much ad. So that was messages to the Dice Hate Facebook page. No, none to a lack of focus Facebook page. So that's okay. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's all of the new emails and everything like that. So thank you kindly, everyone. Um, I have heard down the grapevine that the laser cutting place that my friend Chris, just to add confusion, who did our last set of tokens, the Roger Roger ones, has reopened. So he might be able to go at some point and we might be able to get some samples of the recut lack of focus tokens so we'll see i can't promise anything just yet but i haven't forgotten it's still in the works cool no there we go um but yeah that's it that's an overly long closing because we had some messages yeah if i do forget to wish peter a happy birthday in september i'm sorry and i will get back to james on the other stuff i didn't forget i i have something extra special you need to message me again um so just remind me and we'll sort it out you see just direct communication straight from the podcast's mouth i'm tired now it's late and it's hot and i've been up all day superman if i was superman chad i would absorb the earth's radiation from the sun and draw all my power because that's the only way to explain why we are good here but not on krypton so maybe that's maybe that's why no one on Krypton was clever because they didn't have like sunlight feeding the super brains. I don't know. Maybe as they got closer and closer to the heat death of the sun, they got stupider and stupider and didn't realize what was happening. <laughs> All right, I think that's gonna pull this one to a close. I think that's a good way to open it up with some Superman bashing. We'll close it with some Superman bashing. All right, so that's going to do it for this one. Do appreciate you guys turning in. And until next time, I almost did the wrong outro. Now I'm getting tired. Uh, As always, guys, fly casual. Yay. I would like to declare victory in the South finally, by the way, which means all oh, of my Oh, we didn't stuff- talk about any of that, did we? We, should- oh, we did not. Right I suppose Craig's still here. We can add it in at the end. Yeah, get <laughs> wrecked, everyone. Yeah, I'm still in the game and you all suck. No yeah, one can I, defeat me. Everyone's going to stab me in the back. I've really I, enjoyed uh, the interplay of people wanting to stab me in the back. So. <laughs> or the people that were trying to bribe me to stab you in the back was my personal favorite. I did tell um, tell them that you were the weak link in the alliance, so they should probably go for you if they wanted one of us to turn, because I wasn't going to turn. So I can't. Like, I'm in a position now that we have, and I've been thinking about this all day today, 
maybe not all day, but I have been thinking about this today. Like we're in a position where we funneled so much money to Greg that if we turned on him now, he'd be so far ahead of us in science that we'd never catch him. Oh, I basically, I told both of you that I would hold the line for as long as I could so that one of you two guys could win. Greg took advantage of all of that information and you dilly-dallied with Pink for too long. So I get to kingmate Greg and you get to play second fiddle. It's fine. I'll take I'll take second in my second game. I'm okay. It, it, in my own defense, it did take a really long time to clean Pink out, but I was funneling two-thirds of my forces into supporting you in the north. And they're all there now. To me, like you say, you have to plan this game like, two to three days in advance. I've got gigantic fleets wreaking all kinds of havoc up there. Although yeah. <laughs> I think blue is definitely giving his last ditch efforts. Purple, I think is almost out of it. I was looking at his ship count. He's almost uh, out of it. He, he spent a lot of stuff fighting me earlier and then fighting Greg. So yeah, he's down to like 6,000 ships and his production's only like 60 ships an hour. Whereas blue is down to 7,000 ships. Now, he's even less than I am, but he's still making 120 ships an hour. But he's about to crash into so much that his ship yeah. count's going to drop below, like, 6,000 when he's done. Like, the, the game's yeah. over. They're pulling it's out a lot. Right. I've, I think... I wouldn't say it's over just yet. I think until we've solidified the center cluster, the game is still open. But after that, it should be done. But yeah, the game we are talking about, because I am still recording, is Neptune's okay. Pride, and we are running Patreon games. So once this one's finished, the next one is ready for sign-up already, and we'll start after this one's finished. But um, yeah, come and play. It's good fun, and it's free. Yeah, it's a ton of, it's a ton of fun. It, it genuinely is something that I'm engaged with daily. Daily. Um, I've got this whole manufacturing system that's just funneling all of these ships north now to kind of help defend Chris's northern border. Greg's my ally in, uh, on my uh, eastern flank, and we've been fighting this brutal, bloody battle in the north. And it's just, it's just now coming to culmination where everyone's attacking everyone. Yeah. It's good fun. Huh? And I, I yeah, thought I, you guys were going to do anonymous uh, teams. Um, okay. So... Ed forgot to change his name. I did, so I will re reveal the thing that everyone probably already knows. It was taking ages for the last person to sign up to start the game, and because I'm a moron, I didn't realize that I didn't have to sign up until the end. So I signed up first, and then every, and then I made a second account and signed up last, and then built up Red, and then just abandoned it and quit the game. I've I thought that I'd built up red enough that it would actually be an entertaining challenge for people. Unfortunately, Pat and Mark um, are real-life friends and happened to start next to each other and instantly alliance and steamrolled through red and set themselves up as the villains of the game. But mm. I got to play the heroic last... I got to play the Spartans and try and hold for the good of the, uh, the Greek nation. Yeah, and that's what it is too, because everything is right on your front doorstep. The whole the whole fight, everything mm -hmm. for the game is right there on your front doorstep. Yep. Greg and I have at least the comfort of knowing they've got like two days minimum yeah. that they'd have to chew and, through you before they even get to us. Yeah. And I just I said I've just I'm not pulling back. Every planet they take, they have to kill hundred percent of the ships the no one's running away. So uh, I do have to compliment Alan as well. I'm relatively certain that he's green, and he fucked me over real well in the early game by 
saving yellow after yellow invaded my space i pushed him back and this is level one fights when the defending advantage is huge i was fighting him at tech level one weapons against his defense two and stuff and then alan saved him left him at weapons two i was at weapons four and i launched my attack and then he punched him immediately to weapons four after my ships was launched so i lost like um over half of my fleets and yeah i knew it was going to happen and i delayed doing it for like two days but eventually i was like you know what this just needs to happen so it's done and over with and the actual fighting can start and yeah it started all right it cost me first place there's no way i could get first after that so thanks alan thanks alan so, Ed, yes or no? You don't have to tell us. Did you come up with a, a name that nobody's not going to know you? I hope so, but it Super dawned Ed. on me. <laughs> I hope <laughs> it dawned on me that if Chris is paying attention to when people signed up, he might know who I am. Oh, I've I've not looked. I've not checked back in the game, so I have no idea. I don't okay. know how many people are signed up yet because I, I haven't, haven't looked. Well, here, let's go back and find out. I honestly don't know. So, there should be nine open spots. Yeah, there's two lack of focus games now. I should number uh, them, four, I suppose. Two, three, mm-hmm. four, five, six, seven people are currently signed up. Yeah, so there's two slots left because it will reserve me a slot unless I've already signed up. <laughs> who can say? Uh, my hope is that nobody knows who I am. Kal-El. <laughs> I did not go that obvious. Maybe next time I, I will. It, 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 it wouldn't have been obvious at the time. It wouldn't have been obvious at the time. You're right. No, it wouldn't have. Okay. I, I will say, as always, folks, Neptune's pride, not casual. It's vicious. Stab everyone in the back. It's the only way to play. I feel so bad. Like, uh, Mr. Uh, I keep calling him Mr. Pink. It's Mr. Mountie is the, the player. I feel so bad because he... You've done him like, twice. Yep. I, I, I've I've stabbed him in the back not once but twice to the point that I think he's not going to play in another game and I feel bad I think it's Adam is his name um, I feel bad because I don't think he's having a, an enjoyable play experience because one of the because things of um, a lot <laughs> of people so if you're playing in a public game and you get that kind of start people do just abandon the game and stuff and it's hard but yeah well and the funny thing is like it's what I find fascinating about the game, first of all, I don't think I'm going to win this one. I know I'm not going to win this one. I think Greg's going to win this one. But, like, I don't think you can take this kind of stuff personally. Like, you have to recognize... Oh, yeah. I, I think I said to you when we are playing the first one, the only way the game ends is if one person controls over half of the systems. Right. So, you, right, we've got a three-player alliance. So, at some point, one of us has to drop out or the game can't end. And right. So, it's just... It gets to a point where you literally just want to have a presence at the end of it and shift it. It's a lot like what we used to talk about, about going to X-Wing events and like tempering your expectations to make sure you have fun. Like, I can't go to an X-Wing event anymore, taking it seriously, trying to win, because I want to enjoy it. I can't play... Well, sorry. Day one of a Neptune's Pride game, I want to win. Day 10 of a Neptune's Pride game, I kind of just want to start getting my shit pushed in and like you know turn the game around and having little goals of like okay i want to i want to take i don't care what it costs i'm going to take this planet back because i'm stubborn and i'm going to keep hitting <laughs> it and hitting it and hitting it but yeah it's good 
And uh, this is a stupidly long show, so I'm literally just going to kick Craig out now. So, bye everyone. Thank you once again for joining the Lack of Focus X-Wing podcast. Check out Dice Hate Productions for all the latest episodes, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you again next episode.